listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You're looking kind of pretty. What's a girl like you doing in this rough city? I'm just here trying to hold my ground. Yeah, I think I like how that sounds. What you say? We get to know each other better. That sounds good, but I don't think that I can let you. I don't know. Tell me, is it so? Do you get a kick out of telling brothers no? Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house, uh, literally, figuratively, in every other sense of the word, uh, on a Thursday afternoon. Yep, yep, y'all. A rainy Thursday when our, you know, uh, I, at this point, I'd say co-host, Justin is a little late, getting across town in the rain. Uh, but he's on his way, so nobody fret. He's gonna text me when he gets here. And, um, all you people that, only tuned in because he's extra ratchet and not because uh you want to learn anything i know right you learn who got time for learning you will be sated too <laughs> we will satisfy all here um but uh that voice that you heard you should be familiar with that she's mm-hmm. been on the show before uh if you listen to twib you might find her there yes um of course she has her own internet presence where you can find her voice every day um it's uh amani gandhi from the angry black lady chronicles what up, y'all? What's up? <laughs> What's up, ladies? It's weird. It's cool being on camera. Because last time I wasn't on camera. 
I think because I was hungover. <laughs> I wasn't ready to be on camera. <laughs> well, we have a different setup now. We moved to Spreecast, so everyone can be on camera and stuff. Is you know, it's it, honestly. Um, and I know people are going to get offended that have been on the show, but it really relies on our trust of the guest because it's a lot of technical stuff to set up, like turn your, you got to turn your mic down on your computer and all this different stuff. And sometimes, you know, people don't want you to do that. So I get it. Um, and some people, you know, their hair don't be dead and they get mad. And I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I didn't even want to ask. Um, but anyway, man, um, since Amani's been on the show, uh, a lot of good things have happened. Um, she got a job, y'all. She sure did. She a working did. woman. That's right. I got a job. The blackout tip. You got that blackout tips bump is what we like to call it. You know, um, uh, my cousin was on the show. Uh, he went on to sign, you know, a $12 million contract after appearing on the show. Uh, you know, that's what we do. You come on the show sooner or later, you just get paid and we don't expect any credit. <laughs> You know, it's not your hard work. No, I'm, I'll, I'll give you some credit. I'll give you some credit. I mean, if you're telling me that there's a there's a black guy who tips bump, then I I'm gonna shout I'm gonna shout out to y'all and say thank you. <laughs> well, we appreciate thank it. Thank you. I needed this job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you got you got a job and you told Twitter and uh, we celebrated with you. It felt like yes. all of us got a job. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, like, I felt yes. your pain. I was like, she is working. All the stuff she done been through. Yes. <laughs> so we were happy for you. Yeah. So, um, speaking of having a new job, what exactly is your new job? What do you do as a, a as a legal analyst now? Yeah, for the first three months, I was just a legal consultant um, doing my my wiki project, my database project that I'm sure we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I guess um, probably starting March 1st, um, well, officially now I'm senior legal analyst, which basically means, as I said on a TWIB last week, that I'm the legislation wench, which is sort of what I was doing anyway. But now that I get to do it um, with RH Reality Check, which is just a top-notch um, sort of up-and-coming uh, women's uh, reproductive rights, reproductive justice media organization. Um, and I work for Jody Jacobson, who is like ride or die for women's rights. So it's really great. And um, I actually had a meeting, a conference with all of the writers back in December and it was really great because, you know, one of my fears going in was like, all right, you know, I'm going into this women's rights organization. It's going to be just a sea of white people. And it wasn't. And it was fantastic. And it just so it makes me feel really good that I know Jody's really um, uh, uh, stresses that it's important to reach out to different communities. And she's even done surveys, I think, with the organization to make sure that their demographic isn't just a particular demographic. Mm. So it's nice to work with um you know, there's several other black women, there's Asian women, you know, white women, there's just all kinds of women. And it's just great. Um, they all, all very respectful, all working hard, doing what they do. We're all living all over the country. So it was nice to get together. People in Texas, people in Minneapolis, people in Kansas, people mm-hmm. everywhere. So. so you're telling me there's people that support women and are pro women's rights everywhere can you believe that sir i don't know i know it's crazy right you yeah everywhere even in states like kansas and texas where it is not it is hard to be pro-choice pro women's rights in states like kansas and texas because they're doing everything that they can yeah barefoot in the in the kitchen i can't lie i'm a little skeptical i've seen a lot of news (laughs) i read a lot of news and um uh, doesn't seem that way, but it's good to know that people are fighting a good fight. Um, so also, um, in addition to, uh, the job, I also felt like, uh, I got to spend Christmas with your family. 
um, because you're yes. tweeting, you're tweeting everything for Christmas this year. Um, and, uh, tell your mom, say what's up, man. I appreciate everybody, uh, that, nah, nah, but it was cool though. Um, it did feel like, uh, we all went on vacation, um, together and, yes, uh, yes, y'all. we appreciate you taking right. us along and inviting us into your life. Thank you. Um, cause, uh, I feel like, uh, a lot of times people kind of become what they do on Twitter, especially like people that are really like good social media branders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, it's cool to be like, oh yeah, um, today I'm not necessarily, um, it's Christmas. So, uh, it's not just about talking about, um, uh, women's rights today, but also, is it pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie mm-hmm. or, you know. How many cookies am I going to be able to shove in my face before this week is out? I, 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 I can answer that question. Um, pumpkin is a darker orange than sweet potato. I learned that from <laughs> well, my we mama. Also, I got fooled a lot of days. I also got dragged, and I have to be careful when I talk to Amani on Twitter because I don't want to get dragged into anything. And, um, like, you know, I already do enough dragging of my own. So uh, I actually <laughs> hopped into a hot uh, pie debate by accident one time. Someone was talking about like pecan pie or something. I was like, "Oh no, we are not promoting that at Christmas." Oh no, no pecan Excuse pie. Excuse me, yeah, sir. Like, we, we decided we didn't like pecan pie, and then they tried to then they tried to malign cheesecake. I think is mm. what it was. Yeah. Like, oh, hold up. Why are we bringing cheesecake into this? Cheesecake didn't ever do anything wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I love cheese- cheesecake. Cheesecake was just over there chilling by himself. You know, like, what, 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 what I got to do with this? Yeah, keep that pecan. Mm-mm. Like I don't believe yeah. in segregation of people, but pies, you know, I had to Mm-mm. consider it. I'm a cake. Separate but equal is what I say. <laughs> I do not eat pecan pie. Um so also um let, let's talk about some uh some vaginas. Um this morning <laughs> <laughs> this morning, um I before when I was uh getting ready to go to work, I saw um a Republican lawmaker in Alabama was deciding that uh he was his new thing for uh personhood uh is that uh he it needs to be pushed and become a law because aborted babies might go to hell and uh we can't have that. Yeah. Yeah, uh his, well first of all let me just tell, tell you what bothers me probably the most about this story is that the dude has one of the coolest names I've ever heard. His name is Shadrack McGill. It is so cool. <laughs> Shadrack McGill. I mean, how can you have a name like Shadrack McGill? Mm-hmm. Like with a Beastie Boys reference that you can't help but think of. And then just be such a total douchebag. And he's a you senator. <laughs> not not to mention also I have to throw this in here. Uh Shadrack is one of those names that if we were playing Guess the Race, which of course uh our show we will play that later. If we were saying some article and it was like Shadrack McGill did such and such, I feel like the chat room would be full of racist names for black people. Yes, y'all would be y'all would be wrong. Or Indian or Asian, not not Asian, um, yeah. Middle Eastern. I feel like a Shadrach McGill yeah. either has to be like Persian, a seventy-five year old black man from like Alabama, or it has to be um, <laughs> it has to be like a linebacker for uh, that's like nineteen <laughs> and plays at like Tennessee State or something. But I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, my bad. Uh, yeah, no. So Shadrach, our friend Shadrach. Um, thinks that life should begin at conception. Um, and he, one of the things that he said was that he wanted to know from pro-choice people, where do they think aborted babies go? Whether they go to hell or to heaven. Which I think is a little bit weird because, I mean, someone actually pointed out on my blog about this concept of original sin. I guess if you haven't been baptized and you're automatically going to hell, but that mm-hmm. seems kind of harsh for aborted babies. I feel like, 
if you're a Christian, like, you know, if you're one of those religious fundamentalists, you should just give aborted babies a pass and just send them on the straight, you know, the, the they, straight line to heaven. Shouldn't that get but, you a free ticket straight there? <laughs> a free <laughs> ticket? <laughs> yeah, they should at least count some, a couple seats on the way up to yeah, the Yeah, it was like, you know what? You didn't make it. You get automatic in pass. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like we need to be sending aborted babies to hell. I, I just, you know, just send them to heaven. That's cool. You know, yeah. I think that seems fair. If that's if that's the sort of thing that you're into, it's also but, it's also okay. weird because um, if you're gonna like it, what does that say for like miscarried babies and stuff like that? You know, like because it's not it's not always like an abortion or something that leads to a pregnancy not coming to full term. No. So like, there's all these other things that can happen to somebody. Mm-hmm. Those babies go to hell too. Like, I don't know if I'm with this guy's argument. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, it just it just doesn't really seem fair, you know. <laughs> like it just doesn't seem fair. But what's even more obviously ridiculous is that this is a man who is basing legislative policy on the fact that he prayed on it and is concerned that aborted babies are going to hell. So maybe we ought to just make sure that every single egg turns into a full human, which is just stupid. Yeah. Because then he goes on to say. You know, he's like, I feel the pain of infertile couples, you know, who want to do in vitro fertilization. But, you know, too bad, because however many eggs the doctors harvest is the amount is the number of eggs that they should shove in you and hope that some of them implant. And the thing is, is like, I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be one. But my understanding is, is that when you go through these cycles, they they, you know, transfer some of the eggs to the womb. And then only some of those that are transferred actually implant. And maybe even only some of those actually make it. So the whole point of IVF is for, for couples to, to basically freeze their, to, to cryo-freeze these eggs, which makes it cheaper for them so that they can, A, use them if they suffer a miscarriage, B, use them after they've had a child, the child's however many years old and they're ready to have another one, and it's just, it's less expensive than trying to do like a fresh harvest of eggs every time. Now, this is my understanding. I may, you know, I'm making that caveat that I'm not yeah. a doctor, but... You know, the, the argument, you can't just tell doctors, well, you can only harvest as many as you're going to use. And if you're not going to use them all, like, you got to find a womb to put them in. I don't know whose, but, you know, maybe we should start hiring female prisoner inmates, start using their wombs as, as you know, little houses for these little eggs. I mean, it just, these people are crazy is the problem. Yeah. They're just... Like a lot of their, they're crazy. A lot, a lot of their ideas come across to me as if, like, if I sat like twenty random people in a room, like people that weren't even thinking about this shit, and I was like, "All right, guys, um, no one gets out of here until we come up with a hundred ways to stop abortion, um, and uh, any reason is acceptable." Like that's how a lot of ideas come across. Like, oh, well, what uh, aborted babies go to hell? How about that? Let's try that. It's like, oh, uh, put it on the list, you know. And they're just right. going. It's like they're just going down a list of just crazier and crazier ideas. Let alone, it's sort of offensive the idea that we all somehow believe in heaven and hell and God. Like just this right. assumption, like, well, well, obviously you have to realize that uh, babies will go to hell. It's like, well, I don't believe in that. Well, don't be stupid. <laughs> right. right, exactly. And, you know, usually this is another even, if if it's possible, crazier guy. Uh, his name is something Swanson, mm-hmm. who said essentially that contraception, that all women have tiny little dead babies in their wombs. What? Like, yeah, I, I'm actually looking for it right now because tiny- I want to make sure I get this right because <laughs> it's really that messed up. Wow. He said that. The wombs of women who have been on the birth control pill 
have tiny little babies in them. Like, do, do they understand I, how vaginas work? Or no. Is like, no, no. That's the thing. They don't. Like, that's a, the whole point of getting a vagina is a baby. Washes all that crap out. Like, it's a, it's not like oh, I guess I'm 50 years old. I, you know, if I'm 50 or 60 years old, I've been on birth control for like 30 years, let's say. So what? I've got 3,000 dead babies just hanging out in my uterus. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? Is this? And it, and it never gets full. I mean, it's a pretty. It's a wonder. It's a wonder organ. Um, the other thing too is like where um. Like when they come up with these uh, ideas, how do they vet them? Like, is it really just you come up with an idea at like 10 p.m. that night and by 8 a.m. the next morning, you're literally telling the entire world, well, look, man, the vaginas are full of dead babies. I don't know what the problem is with these women. They just mass murdering babies, all all these serial killers around us at all times. Like, I don't understand that there's no person or committee or something that you have to run something by that, uh, run something like that by. Because people aren't looking for intelligent, bright, uh, scientific decisions. You know, in our country, science is stupid. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, it's, that's exactly right. These people aren't looking for science. These people base their their viewpoints on, oh, what's the name of that guy, Wilk something or another? He was the guy that um, was behind Todd Aiken's whole, you know, rape rape uh, babies don't happen because the body shuts that down theory. I mean, these are theories that have been developed by the like the National Right to Life Committee and all these like forced birth groups for 20, 30 years. It's just that now I think, honestly, I think that it's not that the ideas are new. It's that we've got social media and blogs and podcasts and whatnot. And so people can just People are hearing about it more. Mm-hmm. So if someone gives an interview, you know, Todd Aiken gives an interview and says something stupid in Missouri, that is out and on Twitter within five minutes. Whereas before, it's like, oh, maybe you would read it in the paper if you lived locally, or maybe if it got crazy enough, it might get picked up by, you know, local news. But it wasn't that sort of instantaneous, like, dispersal of crazy that now, we have now. Have you ever thought about uh, maybe everybody just decides to lie to these people and tell them that abortions are now illegal uh, because they don't seem to do research or check facts. So like if we just told them it didn't change anything, we're just like, Oh yeah, yeah, we fixed that like a week ago. You think they would go for it and just maybe uh, drop it? We wouldn't have to hear about this anymore. <laughs> no, nah, I think that'd be kind of hard just because they would still be outside like, you know, clinics and whatnot. And <laughs> I think that would be, that would be a little bit difficult, but you know, it's a, it's a pretty decent point. I mean, we could just start making stuff up and then promote that as science. Cause that's what they do. But the problem is we have morals and like, you know, principles. Yeah. Y'all do, man. I was actually that's thinking true. of, um, uh, I was actually thinking of, uh, of solutions to this problem, uh, the other day. And, um, how they frame stuff like uh you know obama's the most pro-abortion baby killing president of all time and all that stuff and i was thinking like man if you know people that were uh pro-choice didn't have any type of morals they could just say that anyone who enforces these laws like uh you know that where doctors are are saying like oh you can't have an abortion they could just say that these people are uh, uh, accessories to like rape and things of that nature because you're just persisting like on like there's you know politicians are like well if it's rape rape you wouldn't even have a baby so if you have a baby then uh it can't really be a rape it had to be consensual and doctors should not allow you to be able it's like okay well we should be able to charge you with accessory to rape because you're gonna continue the process of making this baby come to full term but i feel like uh that was too militant and nobody's gonna support me on that one 
Like, let's just throw everybody in jail that doesn't agree with us. That's, uh, seems to be the solution for the other side. Um, all right. Um, also, I want to know, uh, what else is up with, uh, you know, vaginas lately? Because, um, I, I also feel like, uh, whenever I read something of yours, uh, at least for the next hour to 24 hours, I could explain it to anyone. And, uh, I think that's kind of a gift, uh, that, yes. that you simplify something down to a point where I'm like, I'm not a lawyer, but let me tell you something. This is why this band is terrible. So like, uh, what, what else is going on? Like what, what's on the uh, forefront, uh, politically with, with these vaginas? Um, well, let's see. I could talk to you about, um, how Alabama is using a statute. I, I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago and I talked about it, I think two weeks ago on Twib. Um, Alabama is using a statute that was enacted to prevent people from having their kids hang out in meth labs. They're using that statute to prosecute women who use drugs while they're pregnant. Oh. So, yeah, so uh, so Amanda Kimbrough is this woman who was pregnant and drug dependent. She was addicted to meth, right? She um, gave birth to her, her child. The baby lived for 20 minutes. Um, the toxicology report showed that there was meth in the baby system. She was promptly arrested and prosecuted under the statute, which it's called a chemical endangerment statute. And I don't have the language right in front of me, but essentially mm. it is a statute that says that you cannot expose your child to any controlled substances or drug paraphernalia. You can't expose or in, in any way facilitate them ingesting or inhaling um, controlled substances. Mm-hmm. At the time the statute was enacted, it was specifically enacted to address the, the meth lab problem. You know, meth labs were popping up all over the country, like think Breaking Bad type stuff. Right. It was specifically not intended to criminalize the behavior of pregnant women. Um, like literally, it specifically was not intended to do that. And after that statute was enacted four times in four consecutive legislative sessions, um, the legislature tried to amend the statute to make it applicable to pregnant women. So if you are pregnant and you smoke meth or do coke or whatever, and, and your baby dies and they can link the death of the baby to the fact that you did those drugs and they can put you in prison and prosecute you. Legislature said, we want to amend the statute so it covers that. It didn't happen. It failed. Four times it failed. Mm. And so what, the, what, this, what happened in this case is that Alabama and the Alabama court, both the Supreme Court and the, the, the trial court, just up and decided to rewrite the statute to make it applicable to pregnant women. So the theory is that that this woman, Amanda, exposed her child to a controlled substance when she it, when she smoked meth, meaning like the, the environment was the womb and the exposure was her ingesting it. Does, wow. when they, I'm sorry, but then are they going to do it with things like alcohol, cocaine? Like, are they going to well, extend no, alcohol's it? Alcohol's legal. Alcohol's legal, although I'm pretty sure if they were able to figure out a way to prove that, you know, your baby died because you drank a lot of alcohol while you were pregnant, that they would figure out a way to prosecute you. But what's messed up about this bill is that it actually criminalizes taking medicine that is prescribed by your doctor. Like, it criminalizes women who take medicine that's prescribed by their doctors. I mean, it's it's not intended to do that, but the way that the, the courts and the prosecutor interpreted the statute, it basically criminalizes 
a woman who takes some kind of medicine like Vicodin or Percocet or whatever, Adderall, who knows, some kind of controlled substance, but that's prescribable, it she could be arrested and prosecuted. Holy um, shit. I, I, and and, I and think, this woman, Amanda, was she was sent, she's out on appeal bond, I think, because she's still, well, she was out on appeal bond until her case hit the, hit the Supreme Court. And I don't know if they're going to, the Alabama Supreme Court, I don't know if they're going to take it. They're going to raise constitutional issues and try and take it to the Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court. But she was sentenced to 10 years in prison and she already had two kids. Wow. So they're just. Yeah, yeah you, you, but you but but a family. Well, no, no, no. Fuck those kids. They've been born. So yeah, that exactly. is the the point where you have to stop caring about them if you're one of these advocates uh, for uh, these anti choice people. It's just like, oh wait, that baby came out. Yeah, well, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. No benefits for you. I don't care how you get to school. Get out of here. No teachers either. Like it's completely right. different. Right. And what's really fucked up about it is that. You know, the whole point of criminal law is that you need to be on notice about what's um, what's criminal behavior. Now, that doesn't mean that you can be ignorant of it. Like, if there's a law out there that says you can't murder people, you can't be like, well, I didn't know. But if there's a law that, you know, should provide the reasonable person notice if they were to look into it, that some shit is illegal, then <clears throat> then that's, I mean, that's what the standard is. You have to have notice. There's no way that a woman like Amanda would have been on notice that she could be prosecuted under a statute that was there to prevent people from bringing their kids to meth labs. Wow. I, I mean, feel- it wasn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mention pregnant women. Mm. It wasn't meant to apply to pregnant women. It doesn't even make the logic of the statute doesn't even make sense if you try to apply it to pregnant women, but it doesn't matter because, you know, Amanda did drugs and they look at drug addiction or depression as sort of a lack of willpower as opposed to a disease um, and that's it. Fuck them, right? I mean, there's this woman, her name is Bebe Shui, who was pregnant, um, and she's sort of a famous case. It's B-E-I-B-E-I-S-H-U-A-I. I'll write it in the chat room. Um, <clears throat> she was pregnant, un- unmarried. Her boyfriend broke up with her. She got really depressed because of that. She tried to kill herself by taking rat poison. She survived. Her baby died. She's being prosecuted. Mm. it's just I mean it's just crazy what they're doing now and it's and and the the thing is there's a study that talks about all of these different ways that these statutes that are being they are being perverted to criminalize the behavior of pregnant women women they affect low-income women and women of color more so than white women I mean if you look at the statistics of who gets arrested for drug-related crimes it's mostly women, it's mostly people of color, and that includes women of color. It's not white women. It's not, you know, mm. Lindsay Lohan who ends up pregnant and, you know, is caught, like, you know, doing lines in the bathroom at some club. Like, that's not the person that these laws are going to, are going to entrap. It's, um, I'm, and, I'm and waiting, a white woman. I'm kind of waiting for, white woman. I'm kind of, afford to hire experts that would help her prove mm. that it wasn't the meth that killed her child. So mm. it's just fucked up on so many. I'm, I'm kind of waiting that. for the time when they decide that, um, they're going to go after the babies where it's just like, uh, this baby is, uh, illegally using crack. Uh, it was born and addicted to crack and, uh, we're going to go ahead and take it straight to prison because it's out of the womb now and fuck this thing. Well, you know, I mean, you, you, you say that jokingly, but it's not that crazy of a point. Um, because I've been reading this book that talks about, uh, talks about framing the abortion debate in terms of self-defense. So that, like, if you're going to say that all fetuses have 
the, the duties and the responsibilities and the privileges of personhood, like the constitutional privileges of personhood, then they should have the duties that go along with that. And that means you can't roll up into my womb and just sit your ass on the couch for nine months and expect me to, to deal with it. If I don't want you there, then I should be able to make the state force you to leave. I mean, you wouldn't let you know, some stranger come into your house and then say, you know, oh, this person has to live here for however many years because that's fine. I mean, it's it's self-defense. Well, you st- you started this off. You started this off by you started this off by saying that that is not crazy. No, that that is crazy. That is that both of those no, things. That the thing I said was crazy, <laughs> and then the thing you said was even crazier. But you know the crazy what? shit I, that I just made the fuck up. But you know what? She has she but has you know, a valid point. I I, I agree. You gonna with charge that. babies with squatting? You you know you know my my, my, my thing. They're not charging them with squatting, but what you're saying is is that if you were going to tell me that this baby is a person and has all of the constitutional rights, rights that people have to come out working, you just take that to its logical conclusion. Yeah, that baby is squatting in my womb, and I want it out. (laughs) Yeah, that baby ought to come out with a 401k and a briefcase. Go to work, nigga. Go to work. I just like that idea of, like that like that's also another thing um and I, I heard you talk about this before uh Imani um you were saying like how some things and this happens to me a, a lot like um I'll hear someone propose something and they're like really conservative like Republican like anti-choice all this shit and then they'll they'll say something and I'll think it's reasonable because it'll just be like well you know I just think that uh you know you shouldn't be able to get an abortion at 10 months you know right when the baby's about to come out and uh i think at that point when the baby is coming out and it's about you know like it's crowning you should not be able to kill it. and i'm like of course not no you shouldn't kill a baby that's crowning when it's coming and then it's like uh yeah i agree with that and people are like no don't don't co-sign that because he's going to use that later to turn it to some other shit that actually will make uh abortion illegal like it i like i don't even i can't even co-sign the shit that i think sounds okay like it's and, crazy and i and i think well, the thing is is like they, they try to make it sound like women are just dying to get abortions like yes. abortions and then going and having like cocktails you know like it's no big fucking deal so you know they try to make you they try to back you into these corners like well do you think that you should be able to murder a like a live born child no what about a child that's crowning? No. What about a child that's three, that's, you know, woman's in labor and it's about to come out? No. I mean, they try to take it back, 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 and back and push you in the corner and be like, well, see? Baby murderer! Right, exactly. <laughs> like, literally, like, they'll go, hey, this guy in China took a knife, went to a nursery, killed a bunch of babies. Are you are you for that? No, that's murder of babies. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. All You're like, no, no that's, we don't we, agree. Stop. Yeah, we, we, we're not on the same page. And, and the problem I have is that you want all these children to be born, but yet in our country, the people that can adopt children, because adoption is very expensive, go to other countries to adopt children. Well, we have millions of children here in our own country that they won't go adopt. You go over to Asia, you go over to Russia, you go out in Africa and adopt these children. But the thing about a lot of the children in our country, they're brown tone and brown skin. So you, a lot of times you don't want those children. And that's the thing. You want these children to be, to be born, but your house is not full of these unadopted children. But the brown children are coming back in style. Like I saw the blind side and like a lot of people don't know like blue that, jeans. that guy won a Super Bowl on Sunday. And I think if we start, we just have to start promoting that's adoption. Right, he did, didn't he? That's right. And we need to promote oh, adoption yeah. to these people by telling them, hey, it's like the lottery. There's a chance 
you might be the next michael or you know in your in your in your house uh sleeping on you know sleeping in your bed so just get out there to get to adopting you never know might be the next lebron james uh you know hopefully not you know the next like uh ray lewis or something but you know the next good safe person that is making it so there you go i, I think karen i think you solved it mm-hmm. we just need to we just need to sell the babies better um all right now also i have questions about um you in general as a person because i, I don't okay. think you're just a, a person that comes out here to, to talk uh law all the time you know obviously feel free not to answer the ones that you don't want to um but uh what do you do for valentine's day oh it's cutting out all right hold on one second let me uh i'm gonna call you right back on skype give me one second okay is it cutting out for everybody or just me? Uh, some some other people were saying that it was skipping earlier. Okay. Let me uh, try calling her right back. Let me see. Or maybe what if she was just like, I don't want to answer these questions, nigga. And like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right. I'm going to try calling her back and see if um, see if that works. You never know with uh, Skype. Okay. All right. We sound better? better? Sounds better, yes. Cool. All right. So, Imani. What do you do for Valentine's Day? Do you believe in it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? What, what's up? I hate it. I've always hated it. Even when I have, when I've been with people on Valentine's Day, I've hated it. It seems so forced. Mm. It seems really, really forced. And I just, I feel like if you're in a relationship with someone, just don't be an asshole like every day. Like I know so many people <laughs> who, are, who are just kind of in bad relationships and. They end up getting, you know, something on Valentine's Day and then they get treated like crap for the rest of the year. Or mm-hmm. people who are in perfectly good relationships who end up getting their feelings hurt because, you know, this holiday that's been forced on them by Hallmark somehow actually becomes becomes meaningful to them. And if they don't get, you know, their dozen roses or whatever, then they get upset. I just I'm 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 anti Valentine's Day. Mm. Not into it. Yeah, I do hate I it too. Um, we both don't, we, we don't celebrate Mm-mm. it. But, um, yeah, we, I do hate it too. And I didn't, like, I think I noticed at an early age when, like, uh, people would get mad at each other over Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have all this build up to Valentine's Day and there'll be like couples who seem to be doing fine and they end up breaking up like a month after Valentine's Day because shit just went downhill. Or the other one, which is these people that do these grand gestures on Valentine's Day and you're like that. It's the sweetest thing a person has ever done in life. And then, like, two weeks later, it's like, yeah, man, fuck them, man. They uh, found out she was cheating. It's like, God damn, man. You just, (laughs) did you just fly to Tahiti? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was Valentine's Day. I mean, it's like, if if you're in a decent relationship, then just be nice to each other all the time. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Plus, you know what? I like, I like uh, surprises. Like, I like little things like, uh, uh, it's a random day. You go buy flowers from the grocery store. Sure, it's not the the most expensive thing in the world, but uh, I was thinking about that person at that time. So now they now there's flowers that weren't there before this. So uh, like I feel like that on a Tuesday is more, a bigger gesture than you you better do this shit. You know, on Valentine's right. Day. Um, right. It's just it just becomes it's ugh, it's just so it's just contrived. I think. Now, is any part of that uh, just the fact that um, a lot of people say that feminists don't like Valentine's Day? Is there any of the, the like the social norms and gender roles and stuff like that part of it that you don't like? Or no, I mean, I I've, I've never liked Valentine's Day. Like even when I was a little kid, it's like you know you sit there and you have to make these little doilies or like you got to make sure everyone in your class gets one. Even though I don't fucking like that little kid over there, he's a shithead. Yeah. So it's like. 
I'm just more of the kind of person, like, I'm going to be nice to people that I like all the time. People that I don't like, why do I have to send them a Valentine? Why do I have to give them a little heart that says, you know, do you like me? Check the box, external. It's no, I'm not into it. I don't think it has anything to do with um, gender roles or any of that. I do think that, I mean, I guess I could see where that is, but that's not where, where my dislike for it comes. I just think it's forced. I think it's contrived. I've seen friends of mine act the fool, like sending flowers to themselves so that people at the, mm. uh, at the office don't think that they're single. And oh, word? Wrong with being single. Like, I just, all of that stuff. That's a know? thing? Wow. That's a thing that people do? Yes. Holy yes. shit. And walking around the office like, oh, look, you know, someone, someone, I got these flowers. Like, bitch, no one cares. You know? I wonder how far you can take that. Like, if I was making it up, see, now I kind of am in for this because um, I didn't know you could do this before. Um, I would be like, yeah, um, you know, my boo couldn't be here, but Carrie Washington, she sent these flowers for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know how it is, man. She uh, she told me to tell y'all hi. Uh, so I'm, I'll be watching all schedule tonight. But thanks, thanks guys. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then like also, I would keep it going to like for like it'd be August, and I'd send flowers to myself again. It'd be like, man, we were just having problems, and uh, you know, we were things were getting kind of dicey. She's trying to make up with me, man. But you know how it is. I gotta, you know how. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll be telling her, you know, Carrie, keep it on the low. That's why she don't talk about me in her interviews or tweets or She <laughs> can't make y'all love public. <laughs> yeah, so I think you should take it. I think now that I know you can fake it, uh, you got to take it uh, even further. Um, so, yeah, I, that's what I would do is, uh, you know, take it to yeah, the I fullest. I mean, you could, extent. like, you could have, like, a whole wedding or something, you know? You'd be like, yeah, I proposed to Carrie. Like, she accepted we're getting married. <laughs> like, don't tell Karen. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Photoshop <laughs> some pictures. But, but, but you know what? If this was a reality, I wouldn't even be mad. I, would, I wouldn't mind being the second woman because if he get paid, we get paid. <laughs> don't I don't believe, Karen, and I'm never going to find out the answer to that and what the truth is. I'm, I'm going to assume that that is... <laughs> <laughs> that is jokes for the show people jokes for the show i can't be showing up with carrie washington talking about it's all good you said but you but you had said remember what you had said on the show i got amani was there the chat room but, you better uh, show me a check yeah Ju- justin's here by the way Karen. but um yeah all right let me see what other question i have for you because I, I you know i'll be thinking about our guests and uh stuff like that did you watch uh the beyonce bowl on sunday i did i did i um, thought she was fierce i thought she did the damn thing yeah. i thought it was really great and then i hear she's getting a lot she's getting some shit from people because she named her next tour the miss carter tour miss yeah carter the tour mrs carter tour because i guess that's jay-z's last name and but, you know beyonce just has not done enough for uh the feminist movement and women in general, uh, that, uh, you know, getting married. I don't know what she was thinking with that anyway. I mean, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, it's the same thing that they, these white feminists, that some of them just drive me up a damn wall. They do the same thing with Michelle Obama when at her DNC speech, which I was there. I saw the speech live. It was powerful. It was moving and it was great. Mm-hmm. But apparently there are some white feminists who thought that she shouldn't have talked, focused so much on the family. And so she reduced her role in the White House just being a mom and blah 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 and it's like you don't first of all stop projecting all of your white lady bullshit onto her you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like she's like the first black first lady she's got a whole bunch of shit to deal with that other first ladies have never had to deal with also there's just a different call i mean she's there sort of showing black america like black families what like a healthy together family looks like and for black people i think that that's really important 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think that she should have to go off and do all of these things that white women want her to do just because, you know, they held her out as being sort of their feminist fantasy. It just bothers me. And I think the Beyonce thing is the same thing. Like, ah, oh, she's taken, you know, Beyonce is a, she's an icon in her own right. Everyone knows her last name is Knowles and she's taken her husband's name and she sold somebody out. Like, who the hell did she sell out? Right. Like, I thought being a feminist was about doing whatever you want to do. If you want to sit uh, sit up in the White House with Bo and bake cookies, then that's what you get. To, you want to do. If you want to have kids and go on tour, that's, I mean, it's not about doing what a certain segment of the, you know, the feminist population says that you have to do. And that really bothers me. Yeah. And then like, there's the fact that mm-hmm. that woman who wrote the article was just wrong as like reign of April. I don't know if you follow her on Twitter. She's just badass. Probably not. Way. Probably not. But you should, you but should you, follow her. She's, she's yeah. Just, hit me she up. Post. Hit me and up and I will. Sean Carter's taking her name too. So yep. it's like, you know, Knowles Carter, Carter Knowles. So, yeah, I also feel like, um, uh, one, I don't think I've ever heard Beyonce say she's a feminist, but I have, like, she's made songs about being an independent woman and stuff like that. I don't see how that's ever a bad thing. Like, she put good things out there into the atmosphere, and people are trying to turn it into, like, well, you did step A, now you have to go all the way through Z in my book of how to be a feminist, or else I don't want to support you or whatnot. And it's like, well, then don't support. If that's, right. if that's really your you. thing. <laughs> Yeah, move on. Enough people will listen to the music and have a good time. And um, I thought she did kill the Super Bowl, man. She definitely killed the power. Um, that yeah. was, oh, that I was, love me some sexy Beyonce. I don't care what the what the hell they got to say. Beyonce was sexy. She was fire, and she took all the lights out when she left the stage. And they don't want to. I think also <laughs> really they don't want to give props to um any woman that and and I and I always found this like uh, really hypocritical. But it's like any woman that's like. My body is sexy and I'm putting it out there because there's a certain power to that. And then people turn around and go, Oh no, no, no. You trying to be sexy. Now see, that's the problem. It's like, well, why? why? Right. Like she right. chose that. It's not like someone took a candid picture of her in the bathroom or something, taking a shower. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? Get out of here. It's like, I want to be on the cover of GQ. And yes, I'm looking sexy and everyone's going to stop and be like, is that Beyonce on the cover of GQ? And now I want to know what she has to say or whatever reason she wants to do it. And it's right. so weird to try to take that power from her. Right. It's, just let her do whatever the hell she wants to do. I mean, she's clearly working it. She's clearly good at it. I thought her. I thought her show was one of the best yeah. halftime shows since like Prince. Probably. Yes, and I said the same thing. And this is the problem I have. I know, and I'm gonna say this right now. I know a lot of dudes was hating on girls for for bugging them and, ra- and ragging them about the halftime show and when the fuck they gonna see Beyonce. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now. I knew all the words to the halftime show. When the last time y'all knew all the words to the halftime show? Them half-ass dad people to be out there rocking from 1972, a sliding and bouncing <laughs> their balls into the camera. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Let Beyonce dance. Let me enjoy my. 15 minutes of fame with Beyonce dancing. At least she was sexy. At least she looked good. At least most of y'all want the fuck her. Most of the people are too old and you don't give a damn. I yeah, had to get that was, off my chest. She was really good. And some sports, like a lot of, like a lot of guys that are in the sports, they try to turn it into this like anti-girl zone. It's like the, the tree house. And it's like, get out, girls. It's like, how can you like this thing that we like too? So it's really like, get out of, uh, get out of the room. I don't care that Beyonce is on and how dare this thing infringe upon my man time with my men and while we manning it up and i was like i'm i don't see how you can hate on beyonce getting out there and being sexy and i know a lot of these uh parents and stuff 
had to have awkward conversations with their kids for the first time because you know all of a sudden it's like what is this feeling in my pants but you know what (laughs) good that's that's how everybody else found out that's that's good like i don't i don't have any problem with that and i I really find like that is uh un-american to just hate on beyonce for coming out there i'm not not gonna wait for you to introduce me i'm about to introduce myself <laughs> Justin is in the building, Ryan y'all. Rhyme of reason in the house. Yeah, I, I was going to wait till Monty was off the phone, but yeah, uh, this topic Justin too good for me wait. to wait. This yeah, topic he, too good for me to wait. He, he has to talk about Beyonce. Yeah. I, yeah. I apologize to, uh, for I'm getting, to Justin. I got erect. I had a, I had a random <laughs> erection. <laughs> Well, y'all, y'all came in the room was talking about I had a flashback of like oh yo all them pebble thrusts Beyonce was giving what, and them legs what you talking good about times, that cat time. actually and like, just like the single ladies dance and she was just punching it out I was mm. like I was you know I'm straight and I was questioning when I was, yeah. watching her. I was mad I at the cameraman like, why didn't he do a close up so I could see the material go in between her pussy lips. Right. That's really what I was <laughs> saying. Yeah, that is what he was trying to get to. I also like it the fact that um, close enough. Get close enough. I also like my favorite part of it because you know I always look for the funny shit and everything. My favorite part of it is um, when uh, the other two girls from Destiny Child came out and it was time for them to go, and she she hit them with the <laughs> yeah, all right then later <laughs> yeah now let me go ahead and get the party. Do you think they hate her? Like, do you think they just they're like oh. You know what? I think they can't hate her. Nope. Because without her, what are they? Ain't that the truth? Like I wouldn't care. Like it's like if if they hate her, then it's kind of like that, like petty. You know, I hate you, and it's like, well, who are you without me? Oh yeah, that's a good point. I think the thing is too, they're happy to be her friend, right? Like they're the friend that's like, you know what? I really appreciate her and I'm happy to be her friend. Like, otherwise they wouldn't have made it as a group as long as they did. That's yeah. why the other girls yeah. didn't make it. Cause they, they wanted more than their <laughs> they role. They had some egos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they didn't know their place. Yeah, <laughs> like I like also this idea. It's kind of like you know, it's uh, to make it a sports analogy. It's kind of like the people on the Lakers that would get mad at Kobe <laughs> shooting. It's like all you did was sign your trade papers. You can get the fuck out of here. This is what we do. Yeah. We let Kobe shoot the ball thirty times. You not down with this bye. Like I like that idea of just being like, uh yeah, Beyonce is a star. You can roll with it or not. Go get some rebounds. The rest or on the, don't. The rest on the Lamar Odoms or the Shaqs of the group. Shaq was like me or him. Um bye Shaq. Now uh Amani <laughs> Amani also, do you uh do you watch Scandal by chance? I do, but I haven't watched since the uh, since we found out just found out that Huck was the shooter. So oh, I watch man. TV in a really weird way. I like to watch. I don't like to watch the ultimate episode before a break because mm. I really hate cliffhangers. So I will always stop one episode before. Yeah. So if I'm watching shit on Netflix, I'll be like, oh, okay, here's the season finale. I'm not going to watch the season finale until I know I can start watching the next season. Oh, okay. That's actually so kind of smart. I'm four or five episodes behind on Scandal. So don't tell me what happened. I, I, I won't spoil it for you, but that's actually kind of smart. Um, Karen doesn't watch Scandal. I do. Um, and yeah, I, so he likes a glass of wine and he puts his <laughs> pinky up. And so I make sure he has his wine with his pinky while he tweet with his followers. He fancy. He fancy. Yeah, I literally fancy, did. Fancy, huh? I, I literally did make her do that last time. I was like, <laughs> Like, uh, if you're going to go to the kitchen, uh, can I have a glass of wine before? Uh, I don't mind making you wine. Before a scandal baby. starts. And, uh, yeah, I sat down and had a good time, man. Scandalous. You know, ironically, I like women like Amani that don't like cliffhangers because that means they don't like teasing in other areas as well. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. Straightforward. 
I, I like that. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We ain't, ain't going to waste your time. Yeah, not, yeah. She's not going to waste oh, my yeah. time I'm or not, her time. I'm not a tease in any. I don't like teasers. I don't like cliffhangers. Oh, so, something's so, going so, down. Something's going down. Otherwise, let's just wait. We'll figure this shit out. So later. she ain't about them quickies. She like, look, and look and <laughs> we ain't, ain't going to be here for this extensive period of time. At least 20 minutes while yeah. we're wasting yeah, time. Yeah, none of that making out and on a date where it's like, oh, you're going to let me finger you. But nah, <laughs> we're not going any further. I like that I prepare these questions. I'm like, yeah, man, we're getting the money on the show. And then. <laughs> Five minutes in, it's like, you know what, man? I could just tell that she likes to go get it. And uh, clearly, no fingering on the first date. It's like, yes, uh, no, okay, thank you, guys. Uh, senior legal analyst, Monty Gandhi. Uh, this would never happen on CNN. Uh, but I oh, no. uh, appreciate you no. doing that. Uh, Justin, man, now that you're here, I guess I, I should have asked you, too, man. What do you do for Valentine's Day? You celebrate? You don't? What do you, so, well, too. Actually, I recently sold my car, and I'm on public transportation, so um, I have a lot of money to ball out this year. But <laughs> I know you do, dog. I just don't know how we're going to do it. If and you want to take the bus to roof, Chris, dog, like, what's wrong with that? That's a keeper. And the other thing is, you know, we're having a mistress and a wife. It's kind of... <laughs> You know, I'm like, do I do brunch with my mistress? Right. And then dinner, dinner with, with the wife. wife. That's a good point. So I'm still trying to work you that in thing dilemma? out. I'm really trying mm. to work it out so all three of us. You have just... to schedule it where one drop you off and the other one pick you up. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, I'm trying to work it out so all three of us can just spend the day together. Yeah, right. that'd be nice. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice, man. Like, I hope that works out for you. Like, go like to West Virginia or somewhere where, you know, open relationships are accepted. And just, Utah. You know, just do that. Uh, well, West Virginia. Uh, is West Virginia for lovers or is that Virginia? Well, it's Virginia, but considering okay. West Virginia, they date cousins and brothers and sisters date. I figured that's more kinda, acceptable. Uh, West Virginia is for toothless, and I think Virginia's <laughs> for lovers. Virginia's for lovers. Um, but speaking of uh, Virginia's, um, let's talk about these vaginas again. Um, I also saw something else on your site where um, apparently Tennessee, and I hate these laws. These are like to me. I know that there's worse laws and the personhood laws and stuff, but those seem like so crazy and abstract to me that I like I, all I can do is get mad and be like fuck that that did better not happen but these other laws that bother me are the ones that, that deal with like ultrasound and probes and shit like that where in Tennessee they want to force women to uh if they like if they can't they don't if they don't want to look at the ultrasound they have to listen to it like what what's up with that wow. yeah I mean <clears throat> basically it's just all about you know trying to guilt and shame women who have already made a pretty tough decision. I've never had an abortion. I've never been pregnant, but you know, I can link, there's a story that a woman wrote in Texas last year, just this brutal, like by the end of the story, I was in tears for this woman about what she had to go through when she already had to make this decision, you know, this difficult decision. And what they try to do is a sort of this like last minute thing. Like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? So they make you something, I think within two hours of having an abortion, you have to get this ultrasound and then if you don't want to look at the ultrasound, you can close your eyes, but then the doctor has to has to tell you what the ultrasound um what's what's pictured on the ultrasound. So he which, so he literally describes the ultrasound to you if you want to look at while it. You're, yeah, I mean, and I don't know if you're allowed to like stick your fingers in your ears and right. be like, that's why I can't hear you. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point it's like and and, and 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 not to mention the free that there are serious First Amendment issues involved, where because the state is forcing a doctor to say something that they might not necessarily want to say. I mean, that's or believe in, yeah, or believe in exactly, or that might be medically sound. For example, you know, some women in some states, Kansas for one, I think uh, Michigan might be another. They're forced South Dakota definitely. 
they're forcing doctors to inform women that abortions might lead to suicide, might lead to breast cancer, both both claims which have no basis in fact or science whatsoever. I'm whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I also like that the idea is always like, well, obviously you haven't thought about this enough. It's like, well, you know, I'm the one that would have had to carry this baby to term and everything. And, uh, you know, it's my body and I've, I'm the one living with this condition of pregnancy right now. And I do not want to be pregnant. So, well, no, 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 no. Like one more, one more look at this ultrasound. And, and I'm pretty sure you'll realize that you're the one that's wrong. And I'm, I'm completely right. right. And, and, and I think the problem that I have with it is that you put pressure and stipulations on doctors. And the thing is that a doctor's job is to serve the public. That's their job. Their job is to inform and educate you and let you make the decision. But you're taking the decision out of the, out of the patient's hands and you're putting you you're, you're forcing the doctor to do something that they may or may not want to do. Well, government can yeah. never be big enough when it comes to this shit. Everything so, else you want you want them to cut back. Yeah, right? like, fuck these Wasting teachers. Money. Fuck these firemen. Fuck the police. Make it smaller. I don't want you working at the water department. I don't give a fuck if my water cuts off. Uh, well, what about these abortions? More government, please. Let's get these right. twelve. I need twelve bureaucrats in the room with yeah. the vagina. Each vagina needs twelve bureaucrats that can yeah, tell it that what to do. That's why call them intervaginal, intervaginal government, intervaginal Republicans. Like, yeah, it's what it's, it's really kind of it's just bizarre. But you know, it's I mean, it's not bizarre when you think about it in in the terms in which they think about it, which is you know. God put us on this earth, we have a plan, and it's, you know, you marry one man, one woman, women are supposed to bear children, as many as their bodies can handle, right. and that's it, you know? Wow. We don't need fair pay, because you're not supposed to be working anyway, and we don't need, you know, to, to listen to what you have to say, because you're not supposed to be talking anyway, so it's Wow. Just, well, yeah. thank you, Imani, for, for joining the show, man, really appreciate Thanks it. For having me. Always great to catch up with you. Uh, make sure you guys go to angryblackladychronicles.com. Yeah. Uh, follow her on Twitter also. Uh, she is angryblacklady. Um, all one word, no spaces. Um, and she's also a good, a good follow. And like I said, sometimes, uh, I'll just read something that she's retweeting or an article or something that she wrote and, um, I will feel smart for a little bit. And that, that's a gift to, to be able to simplify something down where I feel like, yeah, I know why that Supreme Court decision is wrong. You know, yeah, like, but, but that's we, awesome. We're going to have to get her on one day when she can stay the whole show so she can play against the race. <laughs> I know she <laughs> yeah, last time, time I'll do that. Last time she was here, she said something about Mexicans and chicklets. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But you, you just might, throwing up some new races. She might, she might be, be too much for the show. Yeah, she might be a savant. But yeah, uh, Amani, thank you very much. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, later. We Thank appreciate you, it, sweetie. All right, have All a right. good one. Uh, that was awesome, man. I appreciate having her on. Appreciate her coming on. Um, so uh, yeah, Justin, man, it's been a while since you've been in the building, dude. What's been up, man? Just like I say, man, just chilling, trying to manage these women. I sold my car, so I've been on that public transportation. That's Word? What, you had to take the bus over here, that's man? That's what it took so long. Oh, man. You know, the bus got to stop every five minutes and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And and I don't, I don't know. We down. We in Charlotte, North Carolina. We city, but we not city, city. We still country. As much as Charlotte wants to be city, Charlotte ain't city. Our public transportation fucking suck. You catch the bus, you got to go all the way downtown, <laughs> yep. transfer out, and then go wherever you need to be. A trip that should take you 15 to 20 minutes takes you three and a half hours. I also like the idea that, um, like, 
selling your car to ride the bus um like like that you thought that was a good idea <laughs> what what happened man why you sell the yeah. car man oh you know i i ain't really really sell my oh, car okay. I just, All right. just the rain or whatever yeah, uh, I, um that you know really outside of school and um you know i go to the weight room now more than i would mm-hmm. so i gained two pounds you know hold. okay <laughs> you, you selling cars we buying cars we just got a new car man i, yep. I noticed i wasn't gonna bring it up on the show but i did notice it's, it's looking yeah because nice. I, I, I i i people be hitting me and they be wrecking and totally lost in cars yo uh people and this i don't know if this happens to everybody or if it's just us people are way fucking nicer to me now that we have a new car yep. oh, yeah it's weird. When people think you have money, they're always nice to you. Well, nothing, that's the thing. Nothing's changed mm-hmm. for me. It's still, I'm still Jenny from the block, but these people are treating me ah! like I'm brand new. People at work are asking me about the car. Like, you know, uh, people, uh, like yesterday, uh, I was, uh, well, there's this guy, um, that you might recognize, Justin, like if you go to the Dow, why he's always up there playing basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, he lives in this apartment complex. Now, I know that he's lived here for like seven months at least, eight mm-hmm. months. Like, since we've moved here, I've seen him around. I've tried to speak to him several times. <laughs> Nigga just egg me completely. It's just like, uh, it's like, hey man, what's up? Oh, okay. All right, damn, my bad. You know, and he just, <laughs> egg, like, he just egg me, right? So the other day, I'm, I'm coming home and I'm, I'm backing up the, the new car into the spot and, um, all of a sudden, man, I get out the car. I'm walking into the to the apartment, and dude, some dude comes riding by with his car door open and like stopping the car. He's like, "Hey, hey, man!" I was just I just walked by because you know I was like maybe homeless or something. You know I don't give I don't stop for any beggars. I know so. Um, so it's like, "Hey, man, hey!" So well, I let just that beggar show up in a new car, though, dog. Right. Um. So I kept walking. I go into I'm getting ready to go into the apartment, and then like I hear this horn horn honk. So I was like, "Honk!" So I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know. Hey man, hey! So I turn around I'm like, "Yo, what's up, man? Man, you don't remember me, man? From from the Y?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I remember you. I speak to you all the fucking time. You never <laughs> speak back to me ever." In in eight months, like, nah, man, I had to see you before. I I just ain't see you. I was like, "No, nigga, you seen me? You just didn't speak, but that's cool, whatever." You know, and I'm putting all this together. I'm like, I guess I just hopped out the new ride. Maybe mm-hmm. he's seen the car. Nobody wants the broke friend. Maybe that was yeah, because you know I keep my cars old. It's like it's not that we didn't have money, but it's yeah, like we, yeah, we, you know we prefer not having a car payment. Yeah, and property taxes is cheaper and yeah. everything cheaper. Yeah. That shit is like you know a, a car every, payment is an extra bill that you didn't want. Say that again. Every fucking what? Yeah, it's like every month you could be going to Cowfish four or five more times, but now it's a car payment. I you know? know it's so, and I like Cowfish. So we. So, um, that was part one. He was like, yeah, okay. He was like, you still ball? I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I was like, why you go to the doubt? Cause ain't that where you ball? He was like, I go to Harris sometimes, you know, I go up there like in the mornings at 5 a.m. Now, you know, I don't ball yeah, at 5 a.m. That 5 o'clock run is, I don't, I still don't understand how those people have jobs and can go to the I don't care if there's a line. 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't care if there was a line of Victoria's Secret models giving blowjobs at the door. <laughs> Five o'clock ah. in the morning, I'm not coming. I don't care what it is. It's, hey, man, this is a, we get magical powers if we come to the Y at five in the morning. Well, I won't have magic today because I have to be at work <laughs> at seven. That I'm not going there. They're getting up at four. Right. Minimum, you have to get up at four and drive to the Y. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did it one time when I was unemployed. I was like, everybody's like, you have to try this run. It's five in the morning. I was like, all right, man, I'll go up there. I go up there, man. They play twos and threes, right? Yep. Now. 
everybody knows in basketball if you play ones and twos which a lot of people do twos are twice the amount of points as ones so the risk reward for shooting a (laughs) two-pointer is actually a higher reward for hitting it if you are getting two points compared to everybody else's one but when it's three compared to two it is not as big a fucking deal it might seem that way if you are not good at math because you like it's three but if you're actually uh, a smart person you realize that that's only 1.5 points for every you know a field goal either compared to that one Man, these motherfuckers was pulling threes on the break at 5 a.m. <laughs> on yeah. the break. Yeah, my brain is not alert even at 7 a.m. When, I was, we, I when was, we do the 7 a.m. run. I was alert enough to cuss some people the fuck out, dude. I was like, why are y'all pulling threes, man? He's like, because three points. I said, yeah. but we excellent had, logic. Like, we just blew three three-pointers and could have had three easy layups if you would have passed the ball. I ain't that the truth. But if I would have hit two of them, we would have got sick. I'm like, see, man, nah, <laughs> see, fuck y'all. If ifs and buts. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, I on, got man. up early in the morning for this bullshit. I'm not getting out here chasing. I'm not Allen Iverson's teammates. I'm not getting out here chasing truth. your boards. Yo. I don't pay money to go chase your rebounds, dog. That's what, that's what from playing on campus, man, that's the thing about it. They Them cats do not pass the ball. It's, it's run and gun out there. Like, you get the rebound, yeah. I'm keeping it. Well, anyway, man. So, um, this dude's like, you know, the 5 a.m. run. I was like, yeah, I don't do that. I do 5 o'clock at night. Um, that's like Mondays and shit. So he's like, okay, cool. Um, we should, uh, you know, he's, he's like, that's cool, man. Well, uh, let me know if you go or something. I was like, all right, man. So yesterday I stopped by our office for the apartment and I have to pick up some, um, a package. So I'm picking up the package, and this dude's in there using up the free internet on the computers in there and stuff. I was like, cool, you know, whatever. Mm. So he spoke. He's like, what's up, man? Hey, you remember me? I was like, yeah. And then he was like, uh, he gave me his business card. Mm-hmm. And the business card had like four different businesses on it. So he got business cards, but no internet in his own house? I don't know, man. I always see him. <laughs> kind of I always see him walking and stuff. So I don't know if he's like. Uh, yeah, I always see him walking. Too. I don't know if he doesn't have a car. I mean, he talked to me in the car the other day or what? But he was saying something like, "Hey, man, um, you know, let me know when you go ball. Here's my car. Hit me up. Um, hey, maybe you could give me a ride." And he slid it in there at the end of the sentence. <laughs> like he, like he just slid it in so smooth, man. Uh-huh. I was like, "Yeah, man, haha, you know how it is, dog. Maybe give you a what? No, your, no. Other, your other car wasn't cool enough for him to ride in." Now he want right. to be seen in style. That's what is right. that? Oh, and like he wasn't part, cool enough before. Yeah, and part of me started feeling bad. Like, oh man, this brother ain't got no car, man. He's trying to just and get to the gym and work out, and he's a physical trainer on his car and a limo, <laughs> limo <laughs> service, yeah, limo driver, <laughs> yeah, limo <laughs> service, and some other yeah, shit. Then I, was, no jelly. then I was like, hey, wait a minute, I'm not the asshole here. He didn't speak to me for seven months. Yep. Till I got this car. Now maybe that's a fucked up ass coincidence, but I feel like the hundred times that we passed each other and he didn't speak, and then these next now two for two in a new car. Fuck that. I don't think we're gonna be able to hang out. Son, you should have told him I got enough cards. Right. Oh. <laughs> headed it back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be an asshole in front of my because the, uh, the apartment staff was there too. Yeah, I know, right? But you know, I was thinking about shading them too. I'm like, nigga, I don't want this. Car. Then I was like, oh wait, uh, yes, thanks for my package, sir. Yeah. Don't raise the rent. I'm good. I got enough yeah. cards. That's yeah. what I be telling people. They be trying to hand me yeah. shit. I kept it because it was just like I, I need to put it in my phone in case uh, he called me. I know not to answer. I know so, and I guess to me, I don't have this issue because Roger have the car most of the time. So I had an older car, and people ask me where the car. I was like, my my husband got it yeah that's smart you know women can't drive 
Yeah, well, yeah, we want to make sure that this one doesn't get totaled like the last two yeah, cars Karen had. So I know, right? Trust I have more. totaled both of the cars, and and I've been hit both times. I'm now, shocked you even get to ride in it. I know, I don't hit some shit, but both of these stuff. Well, here's the thing though: with the new car is Karen. Like that's the thing, Karen doesn't really like to drive anyway. Mm-hmm. So anytime we're together, I, I'm I'm gonna be the one that's gonna end up driving. Yes, you my limo driver, son. Yeah, so it was like, once I thought about that shit, because first I was like, well, I guess Karen should just drive the car. I mean, the other car is the one that got totaled. That's the one she was driving, even though this is roomier, nicer, smells better, all this new shit. <laughs> and then I was thinking like, wait a minute. Karen is going to just be like, all right, nigga, we're going to the store, drive the car. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, that don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> like, I'll just rather drive the car, man. Um. But yeah, people are, the people at work are nicer. Everybody's so interested in the car, man. And it's weird because as nice, and I like the car a lot. Like, it's got the push button start shit that. That's what I like. Yeah, I won't front that. That is the <laughs> coolest shit, shit in the world. Like, hopping in your car and just hitting a button and being like, yeah, we driving. You and know not, what I'm saying? And not have to reach me. and get your keys. Yeah, it feels good, man. I won't lie. But at the same time, every time I look at the car, I just see a car payment. I know it's so. Because <laughs> I never had a car payment since I was like 18. Now, did you did you arrange your payments to be in the middle of the month? Uh, or actually, the first right, of the month? right by the rent. Because all that's all that shit is the worst right there. Because I wanna, I like it's one of those things where I want to not be thinking about it. Mm-mm. And I know if it's right by the rent, it's just like, here's the rent and the car payment. Get this shit the fuck out of my face. Now, I think I can move it if I want to, but uh I don't know, man. It's like we got enough for the rent and the car and a little leftover every month. And I think that'll work for now. But, yeah, you're right. No. If I get to, like, the fifth and I'm broke, I'm going to be like, fuck this. This shit go to the 15th. Yeah, it's that, like, when I the first car I actually had payments on and I had rent due and that payment was due right around the fourth, I was like, man, fuck this. This, like, this is the whole check. Yeah, no, like I, like well, we that de- we didn't get a big car payment. Thank God. Like we, mm. like that's the other thing too about yeah. the car process. We want. I wanted to get an older car. I didn't even know how good our credit was. Not because it's fucked up, but just because I don't pay for shit on credit normally. Like mm. yep. normally it's just like uh, pay that shit off on me. I, yeah, I'll just be looking at shit like, well, can't afford that. Yeah, like, well, we gotta, well, gotta put that shit on there. Right. They'd be like, well, you can uh, take out a rooms to go car. It's only $17,000. I'm like, yeah, no, you know what, man? You. I'll come back when I can afford the mattress. I know it's so. Uh, yeah, yeah 19, 19 buying your first car versus in your 30s buying right. your first car. Interest rate all the way different. Haggling skills all the way different. Oh, uh, we weren't trying to hear that haggle well, bullshit. Yeah, well, actually, before we get into that, I should probably do all the intro for the show, right? Uh, this is the Black, <laughs> this is the Black Out that. Tips podcast, and uh, you can find us a bunch of places. Um, the easiest of which, go to the blackouttips.com, and uh, while you're there, do a bunch of stuff. We have polls for every single show. We, you can leave comments on the show. You can subscribe to the actual website. Uh, you can donate to the show um, one time, or you can do consecutive type recurring donations. We appreciate everybody who gives to the show um you can also find all the contact information the blackout tips slash about uh in the about section uh you know you want to email us you want to call them leave us a voicemail all the information is there um it's really easy to do um join our facebook group all that stuff with the click of a button um we appreciate everybody that does um and, uh, you know, you can even find our Twitter information there. Uh, Justin's on Twitter. He's at Rhyme Over Reason. Rhyme yep. Over Reason. Make sure you guys follow him. Instagram um, first. One ST. Rhyme Over Reason. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys do that. Um, 
The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball is street. Yes, and today's podcast is double sponsored. It's sponsored by the top selling audio play. Wait, is this the right copy? Well, sponsored podcasts are always the best podcast. Let me double check my, uh, my sponsorship again because I was I just realized it's an old copy. I might be about to mess up, um, and I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had to take a second look. I was like, "This is sponsored by the audio." Wait a minute. Uh, so anyway, right when Beyonce did her last pelvic thrust, right? Okay, here it that is. It was right when I orgasmed. The podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Shadow Dog Productions. Uh, they're looking for some new music, specifically a romantic love scene, uh, love theme. So uh, all our, we got musical artists that listen to the show. Yes, we do. Uh, people that have contributed, you know, all kinds of stuff to other projects. People that have sent stuff into music podcasts. And they're like, how can I have my music heard? Well, if you would like to get your music heard in a, you know, a film that's actually going to be quality and go out. It's going to be at all different kinds of festivals and stuff like that. Um you you should submit it to Shadow Dog Productions. Um, you just email them shadow shadow dog dot productions at gmail dot com. Um, all it has to do is be a minute long. It's an MP three form. Just email it to them by February the tenth. Um, and if they pick your musical piece, uh, they'll license it for a short film. They'll give you a hundred dollars up front and two percent of all net profits. Uh, you got to be willing to sign a contract stating that you own the rights to your music. Um, and if you have any more questions, drop them an email at the same address. They're also on Twitter at Shadow Dog Pride. Um, if you want some exposure for your music, I suggest you do this. Uh, I don't Me know too. why you wouldn't. Uh, so yeah, if you believe in yourself and your music, and uh, also. You can get a copy of this DVD, and then have when people come over, you can be like, "Yeah, that's my, you know, that's my song." I mean, it's nothing, you know. I'm like, just, uh, I just really like this mu- this movie. I didn't even know that was on there, you know. That'd be some smooth shit to do. Um, is that me we listening to? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that is my song. No, literally, <laughs> my that is my song. Not this is my favorite song, but that's my song. Um, we also have another sponsor. Um. It's a bit sexier. Yep, a so that requires some sexy music. It's sexy time. That's right. It is sexy time. Let's see what I can do. That makes me just want to have a girl sign a contract. That's right. <laughs> Fellas and the ladies. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Would you like to have your vagina invaded, but on purpose and with consent? Yeah. Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist like the government probes in Virginia. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any items. And I'm not joking, guys. Any item. I know. To be here before Valentine's. Mm-hmm. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you do this, you get your 50% off of one item. You also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's no Beyonce halftime show, but it is full of production value. Yes, it is. And it won't drive your power out. No, it won't. Although you might black out for the next 37 minutes. Well, break a sweat. Yes. Plus a free extra gift that is so goddamn central. How central is it? I can't even tell you how central it is. That's how central it is. 
I would cream my pants thinking about it. And to top it all off, <laughs> they even throw in free shipping, which is the best type of shipping. Uh, and I'm not even talking from the post office. You can get this package any day of the week. Except Saturdays now. And no, no they're not teasing. August. <laughs> so you got to August. Yeah, you got to August. Hurry up and use the code. So check out adamandeve.com for this special offer. Get 50% off of one item. Will you type in the code TBGWT? Upon checkout, and you also get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. Just put in TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Do it. All right. Now, let's get back to where we were. Um, yeah, man. So, with the car shit, um, we didn't know much about the car buying process. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because um, the only thing I knew for sure I didn't want to do is I didn't want to buy from like just a person. And I know that that's that a lot of people like buying their cars mm-hmm, from, you know, a seller that, you know, is just like representing themselves, not, not a uh, dealership or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it is cheaper, uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of cars and stuff. The only problem is I hate and don't trust people. Yep. And in my mind, I kept having these scenarios where, like, I show up in my hoodie and shit. And it's like, don't rob my car, nigga. And they just hop off and drive off. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? These negotiations probably won't even go good. You know? Yeah, Plus, he just gave up on that process. Yeah, there's no. I know there's not going to be a warranty and shit. It's going to take longer. I will have to definitely get the car looked at by a mechanic. Yes. And all this shit. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I want peace of mind. Um, and, uh, I don't want to have to talk to somebody. I, like, I was just thinking about test driving a car and shit. Like, I can't picture, like, if I can't picture someone letting me test drive their car and shit. Like, uh, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. So then the next thing was like, well, what about a dealership? And I thought about doing that, but the only problem I have with dealerships, um, I don't like the idea that someone is going to try to fuck me. And there's no pretenses about it. Like, I don't yeah, like... You got to any- be prepared when you go in there. You basically got to know what car you want or how much money you're going to spend. And, and ha- you basically have, every- have to have everything all planned out. And you got to be willing to walk away if they don't want to negotiate with you. Yeah, and like, I don't like the idea of having to be armed up. Like, I can't yeah. imagine any other p- purchase I would make like that. Like, can you imagine if, like, uh, getting surgery was like that? It's like, oh, yeah, I need knee surgery. It's like, well, if you go in there... First of all, you need to already get cleared by another surgeon that's, that will do the surgery. Find out how much they'll do it for. Then you walk in. First thing they're going to try to do is fuck you on the surgery. Okay? They're going to try to tell you that the surgery is twice as much as it is. You got to talk them down. It's like, why do I got to go through that? And there's no guarantees on the surgery. Nope. Right. Yeah. It's like, it won't be any warranty on your surgery. It's just, like, I just didn't like that. And then it's like, at some point, they're going to try to throw in a fee. And, you know, like, I had a friend. She just bought a car. She was saying, like, she talked the person down from their fee. The fee was going to be, like, I don't know, say $500. And she's like, well, I talked them into waiving their fee for whatever. And it's just like. But isn't that bullshit that they even had a fee in the first place? Like, to a fee they can waive. Right. Yes. Like, to me, anything you can waive that you can negotiate is kind of a fail on your part. Like, it's like, well, you were going to fuck me. But yep. yet she knew this, and this is something that me and Roger would not have known. And a lot of times, I think, for me, the most frustrating part, they have fees, they have commission, they have all this shit all wrapped and tangled yeah. and tied up in the price of this vehicle. And people have no, like... Everybody thinks they're an expert on Twitter, right? 
because this is what this is the plan i came up with right i was like well maybe carmax i like the idea of not having a haggle and i could shop through all online and kind of find the deal i want go in test drive it decide if i want this car or not so i was thinking about that shit uh but you know that kind of fell to the wayside because uh i felt like uh a lot of their cars like you you're gonna need a warranty because what the shit they're selling you just don't really know what the fuck it's been through and how it's been driven and all that shit right yeah and that comic said it was very aggressive she got on my nerves so i was you know <laughs> i remember just sales dog i remember just randomly thinking to myself like yo what about a rental car because we rented a a nissan ultima like last like two years ago when oh, something happened yeah. and we really liked that car I was yes, like yes, yes it was well maintained obviously it had you know been you know it's a rental car so they can't like let it fall the shit you know they have to take care of it uh and do maintenance and fix it up throughout the course of his life because uh it's they're gonna give it to somebody else yeah, you know they're and, gonna rent it and the thing about carmax is that there's nothing wrong with using carmax but all the cars in carmax they had a lot more miles on them. Yeah, yeah, when that was the other thing. With the rental cars, yeah, they, I think they said to go. It's like twenty thousand, thirty thousand miles. Right. And, you know, once they start getting to that thing, they start getting rid of them and selling the dealerships because they know they, that most people are not going to want a rental car with that many miles. And they on. always right. try to keep the newest and latest cars. Yes, they do. Yeah, and then the bank. We went to the bank first because I was like, let's go to the bank and find out what kind of loan we qualify for, and then that will determine. You know, if we can at least know how much money we have to work with. And basically with the bank, you tell them what cars you're interested in, at least with the one I went to. Um, and then they tell you like, well, with this mileage and this year, this is the insurable value on the car. And it may or may not be the asking price, you know, that they have. So they have an insurable value. And then you take that and decide like, okay, uh, that uh, I may need to add a down payment to this. So, you know, that, that determines the loan, right? Well, um, I was looking at different cars and that was another reason I really liked the rental cars because the insurable value is way higher because it's not used as hard and it's not as old. Um, and so I was like, okay, we know what kind of loan we have work, we can work with and then we can just kind of, you know, do this thing. So we went to a uh, Hertz rent a car and they, they had like a buy, rent to buy program. Mm-hmm. And, you basically get to try the car for three days. It's like mm. the longest test drive ever. Yep. And, and decide if you want to keep the car. Yeah, now. you can take it to the shop and get somebody to look at it. You know, do whatever you want to within those three days. So for yeah. us in three days, you know, having three days to decide, it's like a really good test drive and a really good chance to see, like, you know, let's drive up the highway, turn all the heat off and see if it overheats. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's put it in reverse and then put it in drive real quick and see if something happens. You know, like, <laughs> uh, just coming up with little shit, you know, like the dudes, like, uh, well, let's, let's see how fast it can take the speed bump. Oh, okay. It didn't fall that's, apart. That's way different from the car salesman saying, you like this stereo, huh? Yeah, exactly. You guys, you guys look good in it. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't have any pressure because it's like you in the car. You don't have a pressure of somebody looking beside you and everything yeah. you ask and, or, or, or they'll try to, uh, bypass any issues that you really, you're asking real questions and yeah. unless you're very aggressive and get ugly with them they're not going to answer and i really i really realized like how much i don't like people because when we went to go pick up the car from the rental place the lady was kind of um like she like she had just woke up yeah it was was like like 7 30 in the morning um she looked like she didn't want to be there 
And you know what? I like that shit. And I know <laughs> that it was terrible customer service. I was glad that she wasn't like, well, make sure you buy this car. And, uh, you yeah. know, I really want you to guys check it out. Well, uh, she was just trying to get us with- the fuck out of there so she could yeah, drink her coffee, eat her donut. Yeah, she wasn't like, well, it's the 2.5 engine and uh, the mileage on mm-hmm. it is. Like, she just was like, uh, here's your car. And, you know, I was like, does it have two keys? No, it's only got one key. That's the only one I know of. I was like, <laughs> okay, um, that's cool. Are you from Charlotte? Yeah. None of them questions. Right, none of that shit. And then it was like, you know, not is this your wife? None of this, you know. Uh, so I was like, uh, yeah, well, um. What else we need to do? Well, you got to return it in three days if you don't want it. Uh, I'm about to run you. So I was like, uh, okay. Uh, she's like, uh, you, you owe like it's 179 or something for the three day rental. And, um, you know, if you don't, if you decide to return it, it's like uh, $49 a day. So like, uh, I guess 150 or whatever plus tax. So like, if you decide to return it, you just bring it back and no harm, no foul. They just charge you for renting a car for three mm-hmm. days. So, um, you know, she swipes my card. It's my debit card. Uh, thank God I had a lot of money in there at the time. Yeah, don't never use uh, your debit card for reservation, people. Don't yeah. do that. Don't <laughs> yes. use it for hotel. Mm-hmm. Don't use it for rental cars. Because when Roger swiped that card, it's, they, they, they put a hold on the money. So they yeah. like doubled it up. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even take out the actual money. They mm-hmm. just put a hold they on the say, money. You can't touch it. This for money. twice what it was going to be. And that's if I returned the car on time, it would have been a certain amount. But it was double the the hold was. But like I said, we had money in there, so it was no problem. But also, my favorite part was when she looked up and said, oh, it's a debit card. Well, it's going to run your credit real quick. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't agree to that. <laughs> Like that's something you say before you swipe somebody's car. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, but anyway, I mean, it's, got it's, you. Right? It's not even <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh no, my credit's gonna fail. It was just one of those like, why are you running my credit an extra time when I don't want it to be run? I know that running credit kind of lowers the score, and I don't need my credit being ran seventeen times in the month of February or whatever the yep. fuck. And that's what lowered. And yeah. uh, this guy told me it's like it lowers at five points per run. Mm. And like, um, like you had to go on, like I guess you could go on one of those websites, yeah. and um, but they you can run to, your credit. That's but you had to be like a member, and then you can dispute it on their website. Um, right. But who knows? How, I didn't ask them how long that process takes. Like, oh, that takes like a month to remove it, uh, two days to remove it. Right. Like what? So that was a bitch. But she went ahead and ran in it, whatever. And I got the car, drove it around. We both kind of fell in love with it, and we bought the car, man. Like. Uh, we got the loan through uh, a different bank, so it was lower and all this shit, and it worked out uh, really well. Um, and it, it all went fine, but let me tell you something about Karen, okay? <laughs> Karen would be, like, if this is the first 48, there's no fucking way. It would be the first 12 with Karen because... She would crack under the pressure so easy. <laughs> like, she is the worst partner in crime ever, man. No, like, no, I'm not going to believe that. I'm not no, going to believe that. No, that is one of the reasons that I knew we couldn't go to a dealership, man. Because Karen gets emotionally attached to these cars and shit. And, you know, I I was like, look, man, um, we can't go to a dealership. And she's like, why not? I was like, I don't feel like negotiating with them and stuff. But what I really mean is I can't negotiate with you being like, I agree with whatever you said, salesperson. Let's just do it. Like, that's Karen's attitude. Like, we went in, and the, the sales guy's name was Jeff. He was very nice. but He was very nice. I'm, but I, I'm suspicious of people. Justin, I expect him to be nice. 
Yep. What oh. the fuck else is he going to be, a dick? Yeah, he has to. He's trying to sell me thousands of dollars worth of car. I know it's so. What is he going to be like? Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. Get out of here. Like, of course he's like, y'all, I love y'all. You guys are best. You know, one of the things I always ask the salesman is when they were like, oh, this is a top-of-the-line car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I always ask them, so which uh, model do you have? Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, well, I, um, mm-hmm. you, um, you ever seen the car salesman get on the bus? Oh, oh, mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I've seen that before. So, so, <laughs> yep. so, so he's like, uh, sitting there or whatever, and Jeff used to be like head of the, N, uh, vice president of the NAACP where he came from. It was a black dude. And, um. Somewhere up north, I think Maryland, he said. Yeah, he seemed like, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad dude. He seemed like a good dude and everything, but he's trying to sell a car. So it's like everything he's saying, Karen's just agreeing with. And I treat salesmen like, a bad comedian at a nightclub. Yeah, and, 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 uh, like I just freeze up. I'm gonna let you bomb. <laughs> I'm not gonna help you out. My job is not to help you with your jokes. <laughs> if you are bombing and you turn to me and go, so, uh, what do you do for a living? I don't just look at you like, no, nigga, you should have wrote more jokes. This ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with me. But you should wrote more lines. But Karen will literally, oh, I work accounts payable for like that's can't Karen will jump through and just oh, you know, I'm a tax attorney and uh, you know, I, business has been very good. Uh, I had a uh, grits for breakfast this morning. Like I don't know, if <laughs> that's, she's that's how I am. Roger, be they use all this shit against you when you right. sit down at the negotiating table. Right, like I was watching him fail and Karen was bailing this nigga out. I want him to feel <laughs> awkward. <laughs> If he's awkward, now he's off balance, and I know I'm getting the best deal. Yep. So that's why I went someplace where you can't fucking haggle, because if she would have did that shit at fucking Hendrick Toyota, we would have been walking out of there with fucking $17,000 of 1991 Acura, talking about what the fuck happened. Why is our car payment $700 a month? And why, and why, and why does my butt hurt? Right. Because I just got fucked. Like, it's impossible. Oh, like, I, I, I had to make sure. Cause we're, I took all of it. We're a team, and part of a team is knowing your weaknesses. Yeah. So it, I was like uh, Kobe Bryant going, no, Smush Parker, you can't shoot threes. You know what? We just going to have to play with you. Uh, You're going to have to drive and kill. I still don't believe that. Karen is an OG out here in these streets, and I just don't believe she would fall yeah. like that. Okay. You know, and, and the thing about it's like it. putty in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is, like Roger said, it was one of those things where everything was kind of all like we already knew how much it was going to be and things like that. You know, they had to add the tax tiles and fees and stuff like that. And Roger got to give me some credit because I've learned over time now, I've got a little bit tougher. When that man came and he was talking about the different types of policies and shit like that, we can add. That man looked at me. I looked at Roger like, what What, what you going to decide to do, nigga? I was like, well, I don't know why he looking at me because I ain't the one making the decisions yeah, here. Yeah, now I will give Karen props for that. She has got to the point where if we have a really, like, a decision where it's like, because I handle, like, the money part of it. And I don't mean, like, I make all the money. I, no. But just, like, I'm the one that knows the balances in everybody's yeah. bank accounts. I'm the one that knows... Uh, you know, when every bill is due in the house and shit like that, just naturally that's, you know, that's kind of my role in the house. I know in other people's houses, like the, the woman might handle that. They might have separate accounts, whatever, but that's how I do it. So whenever it's like, well, here's a major decision. 
it would then karen would stop talking <laughs> and then it's like okay so now it's on me yeah what what okay what are you I'm trying like, to sell decision me decision time nigga you know because they were trying to sell like some bullshit too like mm-hmm. i don't mind a warranty like we're buying a used car i like the idea of a warranty mm-hmm. i get that some warranties don't cover like wear and tear shit i'm fine with that like me too i don't expect the motherfucker to replace like a flat tire and shit okay. you know but then they start throwing shit out there like uh well you know for this much more a month uh you can have road hazard assistance i'm like so like triple a nigga we got triple a because i got triple a already and then the same thing is the other warranty didn't that say roadside assistance besides right right and then not to mention that uh you know my insurance company offers roadside assistance yes they do agree with the policy yeah it's like i'm i'm not sure what the fuck i would be paying you for it's like well you know what if a a beach a volleyball pops up in the middle of the highway it's like well you know what man i'll just be dead (laughs) because uh if, if that's what cracks my windshield and i don't have the i notice here it has a hundred dollar deductible and getting your windshield fixed actually costs 75 so like if i don't have these 75 dollars then i guess i just be fucked you know mm-hmm. but but it was like shit like that um that they were offering and i was like nah fuck that but yeah karen was cool during those moments but there was so many other moments man <laughs> and then i was just talking and i was just letting this man say whatever the fuck he wanted and he was like like he thought he was relating so he was fucking up too he ain't know like <laughs> like he started telling us how he didn't like Django. he's like yeah you know because i don't like Django. i just don't have a taste for all that you know yeah he did and i was just sitting there like mm, well karen love Django. i love Django. uh, uh no sale here no yeah now i'm looking at karen like what you gonna do you gonna keep lying to this man so y'all can be friends <laughs> your new buddy over here jeff <laughs> karen over there kiki ken right i'm sitting over here like y'all he hate Django, karen i like talk yeah she's like oh, i like Django. it's like yeah well you know and then like the other thing this is another thing salesmen do and this is one of the reasons i don't like talking to him as soon as she was like i like Django, and he's like what about you i was like i, I loved it it was great he was, i was like i understand why some people didn't like it but i loved it and he was like oh well, you know I, I like it too and uh i just should, i was like nigga you just said you didn't like it <laughs> Yo. that was 30 seconds ago i am not stupid now let me ask you when y'all was in the car did karen push all the buttons and mash with all the controls no not at least not when we first i mean maybe when we were test driving a little bit but oh. like it came with like a dvd and shit i watched the dvd i was like i'm gonna figure this shit out i'm not i ain't watched dvd i'm yet. not about to be in the car fucking up you know <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like you got instructions for a reason it was like why would they put a strip the engine button in here now we don't have no engine so you know i figured out the way that the shit works and stuff but um they try to sell you that spray for 200 dollars, the scotch guard when really you can just get it at foot locker for yeah uh, that was the good thing about getting it $6. from that was a good thing about getting it from uh a de- from not from a dealer you didn't have to do the extra i stuff. knew what i would be paying walking in mm-hmm and I actually, shit, I actually paid less because I thought there was going to be like another fee for, like I thought tax title and tag was like, you got to pay that out of your pocket right away. It was nope. all included. But apparently that's included in the price of the car. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can get it worked out that yeah, way. Yeah, so I walked out and I didn't ask them to do that. That's just assumed it, you know, like, because they're not trying, like they're going to get a $250 like processing fee no matter what. Yes, sir. It's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. I can't tell them not to charge it. But at the same time, I like the idea of knowing like, and I'm not gonna fuck you. You know what I mean? So I just agree. I just was like, I, I just want to deal with the people that are going to fuck me the least. And, uh, we had a good buying experience, man. And, uh, everything's going good with the car so far. Um, you know, niggas is giving me their business cards and shit. So I, I feel like it's working out for the best. <laughs> 
You so know? he just want to he want to he want to change your car to the new limo. Service. Yeah, I feel like he gonna be trying to drive my car. As a <laughs> like and he said that shit in so smooth, like I wouldn't even notice it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, like, hey man, uh, maybe you can give me a ride. All right, man, I'll talk to you later. I was like, okay. Does this what? guy look like an older guy, like you well, know, he, our he, age group, or like a young guy, like in his early. Our 20s. age group. He's also a physical trainer, man. So like, he's really always working out. Uh, he has dreads. really long dreads, like like down to his ass lift dreads. Like you would, you would recognize him, man. Next time, I'll point him out to you next time with the doubt. But um, yeah, man, that was an awkward conversation because I was like, no, I'm not giving you no ride. That's no. I just got the car myself. I let yeah. me enjoy it. Yeah, I don't and want I don't, other people older than my car just yet. Right. And I know you're probably thinking like, well, he must got some money. He got a new car. No, nigga, that's called a car payment. I have less money than I had before. <laughs> I know. It's you should have so. asked me when I had two used cars with no car payment. Son, that's the life. <laughs> right. And, 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 and the thing that I like about it that I didn't realize, I looked in the car and said, I'll say, it's no ashtray in here. I forgot all most rental cars they strip them to what you because you can't smoke in them. Yep. I was like, good. That was the other thing too that pissed me off, and one of the reasons I stopped asking everybody about, um, you know, the, the, like their opinion on getting a used car. Where should I go? Because people start saying shit that I thought was dumb, like don't get a rental car. People use the hell out of those. And I was like, wait a minute. Nah, you got to be nice in the rental cars. Yeah. You break as you, you, you buy. That, that's true. Right. Have you, you ever put them scrapes and scratches? I'm like, have you ever rented a car before? Because that's not how it works. They have your credit card. You treat them like your fragile grandmother. Son. Like, really, if you. are going to be buying, buying the whole car. Like, if you fuck up that car, I will turn into uh, Lawrence Fishburne. And um, what fucking movie was that? Uh, where he was it Deep Cover? Whatever movie he was in, where they shot Clarence Williams the third, and yep. he was like, "You shot my brother." <laughs> yep. You shot my brother. That's how I would like if you scratch that fucking uh, car. You gonna I'm, be paying for like, that and I'm shit. like, nigga, you know they gonna charge my credit card. I'm gonna be sitting there looking at the scratch with my hands over my mouth, doing Steve Harvey eyes, like. You scratch my rental. <laughs> you no, know, we were in um, Florida once. I was a teenager, about 15 at the time. And uh, my aunt was driving a rental car. And this guy ran the red light and hit the mirror, mm-hmm. the um, driver's side mirror on the side of the car. And they told her she had a $19,000 bill. <laughs> right. For this fucking car. For an accident that was not her fault. Mm-hmm. And... Because she declined to get insurance on the car because she thought her personal insurance would cover. Like, a lot of people, their personal insurance covers rentals. Right. Yes, it does. Um, but hers didn't. Well, she, what they told her was, have your insurance company give us our $19,000. Oh, there. shit. <laughs> and uh, all otherwise, state is like, state is like, that's actually in your hands. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> give us our fucking money. And what happened is she actually had to um, go to dispute with her insurance company and fight for the other guy's insurance company. And that guy's insurance actually had to pay the total price of that rental car. Whoa. And that's, see, but that's the kind of horror stories. That's the kind of horror stories that you, that you hear though. And nobody has the car. Right. And then, (laughs) and then like people like, okay, someone in the chat room said, uh, well, uh, most of the damage is internal. Uh, rental cars are concerned more with physical damage. But I'm saying if I went and bought from Ryan up the street, he done. What kind of damage is his car? Yeah. Because let me tell you what. I've rented cars, but I've also owned cars. You know how much filthy, fucking disgusting shit I've done in cars I own that I would never do in a rental? I know it's so. Because it's my shit. My shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck that. 
I'm not going to fuck up nobody's rental car. Like, I'm not trying to blow the engine out of a rental car. Yeah, going in, and, scratch the and seats how, up and shit. How many oil changes, how many oil changes were, were laxed and skipped on? Like, oh, I'll ride yeah. another 2,000 miles. Exactly. Before, and before you're talking about down. internal damage. What are you doing? Open up the hood of a rental car and, like, putting your dick in it? Like, nobody, <laughs> like, this, you know what I like to do with rental cars? Take some salt, pour it in the gas tank. Fuck it. YOLO. Like, nobody's doing that shit, man. First thing they do when they return the rental cars, they put their people on it. Right. They they clean that shit. They checking the engine, everything. They have, checking that shit out. Have yeah, you ever returned... With it, bill you. Have you ever returned a rental car and felt like, why are you looking at this car so hard? When you gave it to me, you wasn't looking at it this hard. <laughs> nah, they gave you the paper. Right. They told you to check it out. Exactly. It's like, oh, so, so now you do remember? Because all of a sudden it's like, that scratch wasn't there. It's like, how the fuck do you know you didn't even look at the car? Like, how the, how could you possibly know that? So it's like, nah, man, I, I reject that. You can't even fucking smoke in a rental car. It's like $50 nope. and they just take it out of your shit, man. Yep. To you clean remember, that shit you remember out. one time they was putting, um, blocks on people rental cars. If you went over a certain speed. Yep. They yep. would charge you extra for the fucking car. Yeah. Son, them, them rental cars, they, that's a, whoever came up with, I'll let you borrow my car. And then put all the rules on after you sign on the bottom right. line. Right. And here, listen, so. like, look, all right, this dude, I don't know about that argument, Rod. It looks like you respect other people's shit. Most people don't. No, that's what the rental car people are fucking saying. They know people ain't shit, which is why they actually inspect the car. I have never inspected my car after someone got out of my car. I don't even inspect my car when I get out of my fucking car. I'm telling y'all motherfuckers, it's different when they got your money. Have y'all rented a car or y'all just making this I shit up? I know, it's so. They like they're really like, Let's take the car to the beach and do d- circles and, in the sand. And yeah. not ride in the rental car, but be the one to actually sign for one. Yeah, I, like, man, when it's you... all the way different. When you have my credit card, dude... Like, it, honestly, I wish I, could inst- I wish I could institute this policy for everything. Like, if I had a party at my house, I wish I could take y'all's credit card and be like, yeah, I'm going to put a hold on your card uh, for a while. Why, man? Oh, you get it back when the party's over. Just don't break my shit. I know so... People would be so polite. Like, right now, you invite people over to your house, like, hey, man, I spilled grape juice on the carpet. Fuck, man, help me get it up. Uh, My man, kid I, just threw up in the bathroom. Well, right. you're going to be charged for that shit, too, because yeah, I got to clean I it up. I broke your toilet, man. My bad. Like, but you, if you had a credit card, oh, so you're going to see people using <laughs> coasters. <laughs> and <laughs> taking their shoes off at the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> Walking are around their socks. Who are these people that have money to burn to be like, I'm going to fuck so. up this $20,000 car because I don't give a fuck. Like, Nah, man, y'all y'all just got some anecdotal horror stories, but for the most part, uh, rental cars. Anyone I know don't have the money to act a fucking ass in a rental car, and if so, you gotta pay for it. So yes, yeah. you do. And, and normally, the cars that you see people riding around whipping them up like that, they be them little cars. The- yeah, the, the little like Kia or them little sold cars that's like nineteen dollars a day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like like them the cars you see people riding around in, and you'd be like, they treat them cars like they ain't shit. I'm just, all I'm saying is, dog, they got your credit card. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even treat hotel rooms like shit. Like, and and I think you could get away with more in a hotel room, but I'll be leaving a hotel room like. Make sure they got all their towels because they're going to charge me $75 per towel for a $2 towel. Yes, yep. they will. I can go to Walmart and buy $75 worth of towels Shit, and I feel luxurious. And you know, know, you know one time you had to um, be 25 or older to um, run a car. And if you were under 25, somebody had to co-sign for you. Yeah, who are these irresponsible? 
I think it might still be 25. I'm not sure. Oh, it still might be 25. I, I, who the fuck are these responsible ass 25 year old adults that getting in these cars and, and, and going through the, uh, Daytona but, 500? But the thing is, is this. It's 25. You know why it's fucking 25? Because they know that if people 21 could rent a car, they would take this shit out and their parents would be covering these expenses. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that the I don't I, don't, I want to know who the fuck do y'all rent from that is nice like this. Son, I remember. Like, going, oh man, he just dinged up a door, but hey man, we appreciate you just getting it back to us. Don't worry about the charge; we'll figure it out. Like rental car, I don't. I remember we had to rent the truck for the move here. Yeah, and that motherfucker told me like, yeah. Uh, so what kind of rental insurance you got? And I was like, you know, regular car. He was like, he started laughing. Yeah, like, yeah that shit go, don't insure um, uh, vehicle this size. Vehicle this <laughs> many pounds. You're gonna have to use our insurance. No, it wasn't even that. I was like, well, can I use y'all's? Oh, uh, we don't offer insurance. On. I'm like, so I'm just out here in these streets, <laughs> yep. fucking with my well, I life. Realize they didn't offer it either. I'm out here just fucking with my life. I don't know how to drive this big ass motherfucking truck. And- I don't- I need some insurance. It's like, well, drive slow, and I did. Hey, no payment plans either. Right? They want, they want, they shit in a balloon payment. You fuck up. Right? They want, they they will break your legs if you not leaving thrifty rental center or whatever. <laughs> the fuck, Dude, I was no man. We, we, we was CB fouring it up. Roger was talking to me. I was telling him. You think hurts letting shit slide? Right. Hurt. <laughs> I want to know these people that think that rental cars are just like, eh, it was just a scratch. Like, Dave, that's a sentence a rental company has never said. It's just a scratch. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't know, man. That, but anyway, the car is in great condition. So and they get their cars see. fully loaded. It's right. been times I've been in a rental car. I was like, ooh, it do this. It do right. this. It do this. And then when you see that, and when you get in one of your friend's car, you'd be like, um, so where's, where's this feature? You don't have this? Right. They don't have shit in the They got the key. Cars. Like, like this shit has the, uh, intelligent key shit. So you can, like, just hit the button to start it, right? I didn't know she had a key. Right? I just said, they got a key. I said, what you mean they got a key? No, no, no. <laughs> She's talking about something else. Oh, no, my bad. You're talking about the actual physical key. It comes mm-hmm. out of the intelligent key. The smart, or smart key, right. some people yep. call them. But, um, so I took the key, man, and I, like, I was just thinking of shit I could do. And I, like, today I went to check the mail, and I realized I could get out the car with the key. The car keeps running. Lock the car. Go check my mail and come right back. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about nobody breaking in my shit. Like mm-hmm. I got, like I just locked it with the key. The shit just kept running, and then it just tell you like, yo, ain't no key in here right now. So, you know, motherfucker, take your car wherever they stop. They stop. Yeah. They can't start it up again. I don't and, know, man. And, I just thought that, but it was just some shit that I was like, I wonder if you can. <gasps> I can do it. Yeah, and and once they get so far out of range of you, it yeah. was, the car would cut off anyway. They're designed to do that. Yeah, that shit is dope, man. But um, anyway, man. Um, also, I think the other thing about buying a car is weird. It's like the whole process is like, how much money do you already have? Because it's not like they expect you to have all the money for the car that day. But like, even the down payment is really just a. How much money do you got right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you were able to secure uh, two thousand dollars, then I trust that you will be able to secure the other twenty thousand or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like if you really think about that process, that's all they're doing. It's like yes, uh, we we took out twice the amount to hold on your credit card. It's like, well, um, how much of that money y'all gonna keep? None of it. We just want to see if it was in there. It's like, damn, y'all don't trust nobody. Yep. And the more you put down, the less your monthly payment is, mm-hmm. which I still don't get. Like, just make that my monthly payment and add that two thousand <laughs> right. on the back end. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, instead of me paying this two thousand now, 
Just add that out over four or five more months, right? And we good. You know what I mean? Why I got to Why I got to put two thousand now just to knock my payment down fifty dollars? It's like zero zero down. Well, now this is a risky loan. It's like well, the shit's risky no matter what. If I didn't have it, it's risky no matter what. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna pay it unless I don't have a job, right? And at that point, it's either buy food or pay this car payment. Oh, right. buy food. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. Another thing I've been doing. Month of February started with seven days in. Oh, before we oh, go. Oh, White History Month? I mean. Yeah, White History Month. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Karen. Oh, yeah. And, 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 before, and before we go in, mm-hmm. oh, that car payment is being paid no, no matter what. Because I've sat in my parking lot and seen a repo man rolling around <laughs> the parking <laughs> lot and throwing people shit away. Oh, and I yeah. sit in my car going, well, my motherfucker paid for I got the title. I know a nigga that got his car repo during spring break. Um, and then he tried to act like he got it stolen and had us driving around town. For like two hours, just looking at random cars. Two hours. And then after two hours, he was like, oh, wait a minute, man. I'm getting a call. He answers his call. It's the repo man being like, yeah, we can't even got your shit. You ain't been paying bills for six months. And he's like, oh, word. I was like, nigga, you knew. (laughs) The fuck you got me riding around Fayetteville at fucking 2 a.m.? You ever watch Lizard Lick Toy on True Mm -mm. TV? Mm Mm-mm. I like that show. That's not like a porn. What is that? No, nah, they just walk. They they ride around towing people shit all the time. Sound like a Luke a Luke video. It's right there. It like it said, it's, it's near Raleigh somewhere. It's like near Raleigh somewhere. Well, anyway, man. Speaking I, of strip clubs, mm-hmm. shouts out the stadium in DC. Yeah, shouts out. Um, <laughs> they gets all the way naked. There. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so it's been it's February, and uh, like true to my word. I've been watching a uh, miniseries that people might be familiar with. A lot of black people's Black History Month. Mm. Shout out to R to the Edginald. Yeah. Uh, because we were, on t- we were on Twitter one day. And uh, <laughs> he, I was like, I've never seen Roots. And I'm never planning on seeing it. And as far as I'm concerned, Django Unchained has replaced Roots for me. Uh, so that's, that's going to be my version of slavery. They never made you watch Roots? Not even as a child? No, no, it's no. not. It's not. You know, no. It's optional. Nobody's ever um made me watch it. I watched it uh, years ago. Never watched it in class. Or never watched it with my parents. Um, you know. So to me, it was like, why would I watch that shit? I, I'm good. But uh, apparently, uh, uh, someone was like, "Would you ever live tweet it and watch it? That would be great." And I was like, "Why the fuck no?" And and it was, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, you know what? I tell you what." Uh, I'll watch Roots if you fucking buy it and mail it to me. And I was kind of being a dick, you know, because <laughs> I expected that person to be like, well, fuck no, I ain't mailing you no goddamn that sound, Roots. That sounds expensive, too. Yeah. Like, that's what I was just like. It's, like this a headache. It's, it is like a 1800-hour series. It's long <laughs> and shit. Yeah, it went on for years. Yeah. I was like, obviously, they're only going to say that shit to me, you know, and I'm going to say, uh, you know, like, hey, uh, what about Ritz? And I'm just gonna, uh, Roots, I'm gonna be like, hey, look, man, um, obviously, uh, unless you buy it for me, I'm not gonna get it. It's like, well, you know what, then? I will buy it for you. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That did not, that didn't work out at all like I thought it was gonna work <laughs> no. out. So like, I will send that shit you to you, son. Dr. You had the Dr. Evil laugh. <laughs> yeah. But then went to a cry. So, uh, all to yeah, the- he did. So Arthur the Edgy actually outdid me, man. And um Shouts out to Arthur the Edgy. Fucking was a man of his word and uh like, bought Roots, man. That shit to you. So I've been live tweeting, I've been watching it, man. Now have y'all seen Roots? I have. I have yes. years ago. It's been a very well, you long know, they, time. They ran it um 
was it for New Year's they had it yeah, on BT? Yeah, big, huge Ran it and Because Turk had never seen it. We were sitting there watching Roots. We were about eight days watching it straight. That's a long ass uh, movie. We would watch it for about 40 minutes and she'll be like, that's enough for Roots. And so we'll turn it and then she'll like, she'll fl- be flipping the station. Oh, Roots on, let's watch it. And so she'll watch it for like 40 more minutes and be like, yeah, yeah that's you, enough for Roots. Yeah, you can't, you, can't watch, you can't watch the whole series. And it's the same way. story repeating just different actors. Yeah, I, I'm only like uh, three or four discs in now. And don't 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 spoil it for me, man. I know I won't. I'm just really surprised that Black Thought, Malik B, and Quest Love haven't been in any scenes yet. Like <laughs> this, this got to be the longest documentary. Because I mean, like, why did they start back so far? <laughs> so, I'm assuming that the end, you know, the roots get together. Maybe they go on Jimmy Fallon. Or maybe it's right before the first album or something. But like, there's no music really to the shit yet. Like, there's no, nobody's, like, got a drum machine. It's just, it's weird, man. That's the other little things I hate. Like, the older they get, you notice how they just make everybody black, like, mm-hmm. darker. Like, like they don't remain their same complexion, but in order to make them old... They get darker. They just darker with you bags up You get baked by that sun. Eyes. You ought to get darker. Yeah, nobody's gotten that old for me yet. The only person that... uh uh, that's really grown up a little bit is Kunta, but he still looked kind of the same. Well, yeah, with him, they su- switched characters all the way around. Uh, and the last, and then the last thing I seen for Kunta was he got beat with a whip, and now his name is Toby. And, uh, yeah. he took like fucking 20 more lashes than it would have taken for me to accept that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he, he, he told that brother Toby. Yeah, like, he was like, your fucking, name Toby. He was like fucking 17 licks in. I was like, nigga, just give up. What the fuck you trying to prove? I couldn't understand. The other thing, they was like, yeah, he counted like he he the the strongest African out here. I was like, but he kind of small. Like, he looked like a little dude. I think he was the bravest African, but I didn't see where he was like the most Well, is that brave or ignorance? Right, yeah, yeah. Ignorance. Also, how did they all learn to speak such good English in Africa, man? Because like... The their, their their English was flawless. It was amazing to watch. <laughs> I think them. that's so we can watch it, but technically they probably supposed to be speaking in their native well, tongue. Oh, is it is it that their English is that good, or we just haven't progressed in it? And so we think it's good, but really, all we, I know is we that still speaking poor uh, poor English. They were speaking the king's English, except every once in a while, somebody would throw in an African word. That was it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Mente Fatas or some shit. You're like, okay. And then they'd be like, I am a king, brother. I'm like, what? That, I think it's pretty had, good English for these Africans. If it had too much African in it, nobody would nobody definitely would have watched it. And the they end. wouldn't have understood it. So they got, like, the, they, got the keep, they got to keep them speaking English. Subtitles you know? in the 70s. Nobody's watching this shit. It wasn't enough niggas in it either. Like the word nigga. Like oh, I, I thought you like, meant nigga. I said that the whole damn movie. What is we talking about? Like when I see um, that many black people. Uh, and hanging out together and nobody using the N word, it was weird. You got to, you got, you know, I, I always, I always, Turk and I really had to, when we was watching it, had to be like, well, you got to look at when the movie was made mm-hmm. and what they would allow you to do in back, a movie. Back then, yes. Also, like, how was Kunta able to see without his visor from Star Trek? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the, whole, the whole movie is and, like, and, and ain't you he know, supposed to read it? He that's a reading rainbow, uh, reading um rainbow dude, ain't it? Right. Like that was the thing. After he hit the ground, after he called him Toby, he he looked up at Fiddler and he was like, "But don't take my word from it. It's in the book." I know. And then take uh, a look. It's in a book, nigga. Reading rainbow. Also, I appreciate said. uh uh I appreciate Fiddler 
I think so far he's my favorite character. He was played by Lou Gossett Jr. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. I never knew that he was in this or played this role. No. And now that I know about it, that's his best acting ever. Am I just, am I mistaken? Yeah. Like, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. has been young. in 12 Iron Eagles. <laughs> um, but I, as far as I'm concerned, Fiddler, that's, like, I hope he won an Emmy or some shit for that because that, he was good, man. Like, yeah. that role is actually pretty complex uh, as Fiddler, like, you know, the... The, the the slave that has earned some level of trust and respect within this uh you know slave society and uh is looked at as with some type of esteem like it was just kind of crazy that um you know he played that role so good man like i, I like fiddler I, it's a lot of people i looked at now it's like i need to look up and see who this is because they face familiar but they were so young mm-hmm. yeah. back then when you see them now you be like oh this nigga that now old. his hair did look fake oh and yeah i don't know if it's because he had a wig on or if literally he, uh Lou gossett jr had to cut all his hair off because his hair looked fake even when it was natural i couldn't imagine <laughs> it with hair i think he was born bald all his life well most of us are and i just yeah. think he's never had hair too though i I can't even imagine a time when Lou Gossett Jr. had like a fro or some shit. No children are born with hair. Um, also, <laughs> he lost his at like seven or eight. Yeah, it just fell off. All his hair fell out then. Yeah, too much stress from dealing with white people and shit. Yeah. Uh, OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson was in the movie. Yep. Oh for about wow! Five it's not yeah. been a long time. I remember anybody who was black and black black was in Roots back then, wasn't they? I was well, shocked he was in it. Oh, OJ. OJ. I really was shocked he was in it because I was like, um, wasn't he still in college during this time? And Kuto, and Kuto had a scene where he was running from OJ, and I was like, Ron in the cold knows that shit don't work, nigga. You need to just get ah! up. So did you see the scene where he met his um the person his girlfriend from when they first came over to Africa? Fanta? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw the scene where where he there was OJ's daughter. Yo, and uh, he met her. Yeah, Turk was yelling at the fucking screen because she was talking so loud. Yeah, Fanta was. Yeah, Van- Fanta. Yeah, was it was loud. like, bitch, shut up. Why is you yelling in the mm-hmm. barn where you ain't supposed to be? Y'all need to be able to whisper. And then he started talking loud. Oh wait, in the barn? Oh, are you talking about the new girl in in America? That's that's uh that uh that that white dude keeps sleeping with. Uh, yeah, but no, but it was Fanta. It was the one that um when he escaped from the plantation. Mm-hmm. The first time, and he went and found her. Oh, well, nah, I'm still at when he escaped for the first time, and he got... All right, this is where I'm at. He broke the chains. Uh-huh. Fiddler came in, saw him break the chains. Like, nigga, why the fuck you do that? That is dumb. But I love you so much, black man. You you too stupid to be a slave. <laughs> um, Here's a change of clothes. I like that Fiddler kept a go bag with him. <laughs> like he, he must have had bag. Yeah, he had Jack Bauer's man purse. She had a change of clothes in it. Uh, probably had a nine millimeter in it. I don't know. But uh, he gave Kunta a change of clothes <laughs> and was like, uh, go on and run, you know. With no shoes. Yeah, no shoes. And he was like, I can run too. You can come with me, Fiddler. Fiddler's like, fuck no. Bye. And so. Thank you to me. Fiddler yeah. was like, I'm not getting whipped, my right. nigga. <laughs> he was like, I've seen what they do. So Fiddler uh, let him run off. And, and shit like that. And um, then he woke up in the snow because, like, Kunta just kept running until it started snowing. He went down, took a nap like like he wasn't supposed to be keeping running. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, no, y'all know what kind of plan that yeah, was. I don't know. He thought that he shit through. Did he passed out. I don't know why niggas never ran on a horse. Right. Like, yeah. why was that never the plan? Like, let's get these horses. So the white people tracked them down. Access to them. 
They did. They was the ones feeding them, putting them in the barn, putting the shoes on the horses. No, Kunta wouldn't have been. Yeah, Kunta wasn't allowed around nothing civilized. So he um he so he went and like uh fell asleep. White people found dogs and went and got his Lipped ass, out. brought him back. Uh and then they was gonna make him accept his name, so they started whipping him until uh, he took his name as Toby, and then they let him down when he said his name was Toby. And uh then Fiddler was holding him and telling him like you might you know, you didn't escape today, but one day you're gonna escape. And uh that was uh that was that was where I stopped. He was crying hope. too, wasn't it? Wasn't Fiddler crying yeah, at the fit, end of that scene? Yo, Lou Gossett Jr. acted his motherfucking ass off, nigga. I was like, yo, I just thought he could only do one mode, and that's irritated as fuck with white people that are acting up. And fussing and screaming. Yeah, that's normally what he's used to, man. It's not even fussing and screaming that much, but it's just like Lou Gossett Jr. always plays a nigga with some integrity, man. It's, just, it's like the white people's like, we didn't fuck the rules. Let's just go in there and kill them all. He's like, no, you listen to me, son. That's why you got to pronounce his full name, I guess. Like, I who guess the fuck so. else goes by their first, like, Lou Gossett junior yeah like nigga you just lose from down to, from around yes, the corner yes <laughs> but yeah that shit was good man i'm still waiting on Django to show up and free them all but it might be later oh yes yeah. so later on might might not be to to, to that's the extra yeah. part but could you imagine getting hit by that whip one time and Mm-mm. and seeing your skin fall down on the I'm, ground I'm, beside I'm, you I'm yeah good. yeah dude i couldn't even imagine like and maybe this is because I, you know, I already know that like certain shit's not gonna work out because they, like, they had a plan to overthrow the slave ship they was on. Yep. Yeah, they did. But it was like that's on disc one. Obviously, that's <laughs> not gonna work. Like, <laughs> that, what the fuck else is the other ten hours of roots about? <laughs> if y'all manage to kill these white people on this, this fucking boat, yeah, this shit won't work. You the, know. The other thing is, even when they got on the when they first time going to the top of the boat. And they looked around. They was like, well, where is land? Right. Like, like, even if you had kidnapped, even if you won and you was on the boat, how was you going to know how to get back home? They was just going to die in the ocean, dog. So I was like, that's not going to work. And then, like, uh, his boy, Wrestler, that was uh, part of the, he was coming up with the plan. Like, yeah, we're going to kill these niggas, dog. Don't worry about it. Hey, we're going to take over this boat. He's been in everything from moving, that Mm -hmm. movie called Moving with Richard Yeah, he's been around for years, too. Yeah, wrestler was uh he was he was a cool dude, man. He's been in all Richard Pryor movies. Think about it. He was a um he was his bodyguard in um Brewster's Millions. Yeah, but his plan didn't work like he thought. <laughs> what the fuck was that they was eating at the bottom? Niggas was dying beside you and shit. Yeah, that, bo- that like, boy had the stink, man. I kept thinking too, like every time somebody died, I was like, Oh yeah, more elbow room for everybody below deck. <laughs> but I guess uh, you know, that's not how you're supposed to feel about it. You're supposed to be upset. Um so that was crazy, and then also I like that uh, the the captain of the speed of the boat, Captain Davies, <laughs> is like a slave ship driver with a conscience or some shit. Yeah, yeah. like what kind of whack ass white guilt is that? It's like you know, uh, the slavery thing seems kind of wrong, and then everybody, all the white people that work under the main dudes, like middle management white dudes that have to deal with black people. Are always way more racist than the rich white dudes. Like the white rich white dude got a country. He's like, you know, I don't know if this slavery thing is good. You know, we really should treat them better. I don't see why we have to do all this stuff. And then it's like the dude below him will be like, uh, listen, Captain, uh, 
It's uh, good for the niggers to get right. Uh, they like it when we rape them, and it makes them feel better. It gives them some character. And it's a long ass boat ride. Yeah, they really should be thanking us for ah! for, for the slavery and uh, the raping that we're doing. Uh, it, it'll help them build uh, stronger back muscles. It's like, damn, damn dog. Like, the men will trust you if you do this. Right. Like he gave, like he told him, he was like, Captain Davies, he was like, uh, we're going to need to take some of those nigger witches and uh, get to fucking. And uh, he's like, uh, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And he's like, well, it's a slave ship. And uh, the men, you know, they're used to certain things and used to fucking these nigger witches. And he's like, yeah, but that seemed kind of fucked up, dog. You know, they they said, you know, just let them chill below deck. And we'll, we'll you know, that's, that's, that could be a problem. And dude's <laughs> like, uh, look, now I know you're the captain. But we're going to fuck these niggas. <laughs> so you either going to get down or you can lay down. And uh, he's like, well, fuck them then. Go fuck the nigger winches. But leave me out of this shit. And he's like, all right. And he came back like two minutes he's later. Still with and something. he was like, he was like, I got you. A, I got you a belly warmer. And it was a, a black woman. He was like, yeah, you want to. Uh, I know you're going to want to hit this. And he was like, get out of my room. Believe the nigger winch. And, then he, <laughs> and he, he like, and he kept her, man. And he was like talking to her and shit like. Oh Jesus Christ! Ah, you know, sinning is not what I'm about. As he's like unzipping his pants, like nigga, you, you, you a slaver with a conscience? Shut the fuck up! Just be evil, evil ass white man. All the way, try to be, try to be on the sides. fence. The nigga try to be on the fence about the shit. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm just rape her a little bit. I'm like, what? nigga, you a fucking rapist? What's up with the Africa? Wigs? What's up with the wigs they was wearing? I don't know. I still had. I still. I've never investigated a look. Yeah. Somebody just tell me. It's just, like the cast from Love and Hip Hop, but they was white men. But all, <laughs> all their wigs and makeup and shit. Uh, uh, they'd have been standing like there a, in their pantaloons with like castles floating in the background as they get their speeches. You know how they like to float the background. Because as, as a kid, I always thought that shit was kind of weird. Like, why do these people want to wear makeup and wigs? Like, is that, that some? That that's a, some gate like. Like but back that then, that was the style back then. That's yeah. some undercover stuff. On just be out and happy. Like don't. Yeah, but he, it's always middle manager white dudes. Like he killed Captain uh, Mister Slater. He killed that dude, and now it's like Mister Ames is the new middle middle manager white dude. Yep. And middle manager white dudes, man. Like, hey, say what you want to, man. But they be knowing niggas, man. They be knowing. Like, like they got some type of extra niggas sense or some shit, man. Like the rich white dude be like. Well, they all just, out of touch. Just teach that slave the right ways and tell him to stop acting up. And, and then, like, like it's always like that. it's always a middle management white dude that walks in, like, "Listen, sir, I know it's a, it costs you a pretty penny, but that nigger's not gonna know to stop being a nigger till you fucking beat his ass." He's like, "I don't think all that'll be necessary, Mister Ames. We'll just talk to him like regular civilized people." Now, sir, niggers ain't the same as you and I. Niggers respond to a good beating. And I looked in that nigger's eyes and I seen defiance and that nigger is not going to stay here and just be a nigger. He's from Africa. He knows what freedom is. Yo, he had a six month learning curve, too. Yeah, he gave. Yo, he was like, I'll let Fiddler do it. He's like, listen, now I've seen people train up a good horse, but I ain't never seen a horse train another horse. <laughs> and I was like. That shit makes sense. <laughs> like I was being, I was being racist. I was being racist against my own people. I was like, "Yo, he got a point, dog." Mister Ains, right? I, I was looking at Kunta, and that shit was like buying a Rottweiler from uh, Michael Vick's uh, house. Like that, that shit can't be tamed without some violence. I'm sorry. I don't mean you should be beating people, but if it was me and I bought the nigga, I would go ahead and beat him. It's like, yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. I'm gonna go ahead and beat this. I'm not gonna beat him. I'm gonna do. 
a different way. And you know what? He ended up needing to get beat, and Mr. Ains was right. So, yep. despicable piece of shit knew what he was talking about. Like, he, he know how to train horses and niggas. Yeah. I don't know what message Roots is trying to teach me, but so far, ah! e- evil-ass white men... Uh, like two for two on <laughs> on, on being like niggas gonna act up now. They undefeated. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's root second generation that you are really like. I don't know if that was sent in the care package. But, I don't know. Um, I just got like four discs of roots. I I didn't get Queen or any of that shit. Yeah, that Queen I can't get into. Yeah, um, I haven't seen. It has it. Jasmine guy in it. Okay. Um, and outside of um, what's that movie she did with Eddie Murphy? Uh, she tried to kill him. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, never really liked her. So. Yeah, yeah. Well. but it's the second generation. You'll be like, "Oh, is that like second generation Wayans that comes on BET now?" Mm, no, 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 okay. no, a little better. Um, <laughs> acting's better. The makeup's better. Hey, you think Africa? I was, I was thinking this while I was watching. You know the parts of roots that happen in Africa. You think African people from Africa ever watch that and clown us? Like, yep. uh, like, like, cause, like, think about this, right? Think if there was an African movie about American black people. Uh, going to Africa and then like all the portrayals of what they did in like you know in America we would clown that shit we were like oh they don't know shit about no fucking America listen to how they talking right now like if they was just like hanging out on the streets of New York dressed in what they thought was appropriate clothes and talking <laughs> uh, talking in African language but acting no, like they're talking in, in uh, regular to America. that should be English. terrible they be yelling at each other like they're doing them emails coming to America but you know um this is the other thing. Have you ever wanted to take a trip to Africa? Like do you, when people are talking about, like, man, you got to nah. go to Africa. Like I've never I been like, I so I want to go stay in a hut. No, I don't. F- you know what? It's funny. It's not even on some, um, uh, stereotypical American elitism shit where I'm like, because they all got flies on the mouth. It's not <laughs> no. even some shit like that. <laughs> I, I just literally have no interest in going there. Like, I don't feel this connection to like, no, that's why I came it's from. Not a it's connection. like I just I just like to see things. I would like to go just just to see. So if they just said so, if somebody just said uh, South America, it's the same feeling for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking. That's not what Justin's yeah, talking about. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's a whole. Oh different. no, it ain't You're no going back traveling. to the motherland yeah, type yeah, those, of shit. No. Yes. Yeah, I've never like, felt no. that. Like Nas and Billy. Like I just want to go back to Africa. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, and be around my people. Yeah, because um, just like. We here in America have stereotypes about like real Africans. They have stereotypes about us, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of their stereotypes is that American women are loose. American women like the fuck. I don't even care about that shit. No, listen, this is what I'm saying. I don't care. Yep. I don't care what they. It's not because I think they won't be nice to me. It's not because I think they will have thoughts about. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't expect them to give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck about them. It, it, like if I did go there, it would literally be like it was this or Chile, it was this or <laughs> China. Like it wouldn't be like yeah. I have to go here where I belong. Like I'll just be oh, like, no. that's cool. Well, that and there's never been a commercial that sold me on why Africa, anything Africa is better than taking some other trip to South America, like to one of these Caribbean islands. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's like, do they even I'm, smoke weed there? Like at least in Jamaica, I know. I can get me some good ass weed. And I'm sure I've been a victim of like ah, ah. a victim of ignorance and brainwashing too. I'm sure yeah. there's some stereotypes and shit I have about Africa that uh are just from pure ignorance and shit like that. But you know what? Um I I've recognized that and I still just don't want to go. Like it's just there's nothing in me. Maybe if like somebody 
came back and i don't know i honestly even when i hear people describe their trips back i don't be excited man like i've had people tell me like you know you go there and you feel so spiritual and you know you understand that you know black people can do anything because everybody doing everything is black and i'm like that's how uh, i feel on sundays okay you know (laughs) at church you get spiritual at church yeah okay i appreciate it like i don't know what to tell you i I get that from watching the NBA. But this is the thing, isn't it? Because it's mostly black people there that they would be doing everything. I no, I, I don't even have a. No, I mean when yeah. people tell you the argument, like, oh, black people doing it, yeah, cause yeah, I guess if I felt disconnected, like black people couldn't achieve, but I feel like they can achieve. Yeah, I'm, I'm of, good, um, and I would probably be scared because I don't, I don't like jungle shit. I don't like the forest here in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> See, this is just y'all. This is the ignorance I was talking about when I was talking about ignorance. Titties, I do want to see some titties. Bullshit. I do want to see the women walk around with their titties. Justin out, thinks Africa is full die. of <laughs> Justin thinks Africa is full of titties and huts, and Karen thinks it's full of jungles. <laughs> that's that's what the problem. That's another reason I don't want to go. Do they have giraffes? Like they have maybe giraffes maybe y'all I mean, should I can do go giraffes and elephants, but I ain't trying to get out there with no. You know, coyotes or hyenas. Bro, no stop trying to like bring that. logic into this. Stop trying no, to bring no, logic into this. No, I feel right. like now y'all should go. <laughs> y'all should have to go. Both of y'all niggas should have to go. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to go. I don't want to go the same reason I don't want to go to Italy. Y'all niggas just don't want to go because y'all ignorant. And it's, and it's oh, other parts of it. I, I want to go Look, to Karen Italy. I want to go. I don't want to go. Right, I want to go. <laughs> Karen talking about being in the jungle. I don't want to fall out with the with the Hutus or the Tootsies. Y'all think this is God must be crazy. They just going to throw you out the plane like a... Coca-Cola bottle. No, I'm being the city. Wherever I've seen the, the movie is, Congo. That's where my ass is going to be. I've seen the movie Congo, okay? They blew up airports and overthrow I'm good. I ain't, I ain't government. Go, I ain't going to go hiking like some of my friends went hiking. I ain't trying that bullshit, no. I've seen um, Glass Shield. They got, they got gangs over there, dog. So and they know, fight with machetes. So, you, so y'all know how it's time to do taxes now? Yep. And, going uh, on Friday. Tomorrow. You know, I, I got to go through mine. I got all the paperwork. I tracked everything down. And uh, I was thinking about this before getting ready to go online and fill out my tax shit and seeing all these tax commercials. Uh, I know he lost, but this is the point in time where Herman Cain's 999 plan <laughs> would really <laughs> come in handy. Like, I think, free pizza? Yeah, I think I was clowning it without really thinking about it. Like, I, I, and I think because I felt like it was impossible for him to implement. But if he could have passed a 999 plan, I would love that shit. I would love just looking at my taxes and be like, subtract 9% and done. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be awesome? It'd just, be a smoother process. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's uh, 9% on that. And, uh, okay, just send this on to the government and get my tax return. Like, I don't know why I was against that. Just because it sounded silly. And he sells pizzas. And because it sounded like he should have said, fuck with me, though. Yeah, that's true. At the end of it. Ah! Like, if he, fuck with me, though. Like, it's 999. Fuck with me, though. He would have he would have won my vote. You know what I mean? Like, at that Just point, it's like, like, bro, I don't know. Fuck with you, though. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. don't know. So, I, I was in. I was in. Give me more details. Libya. Fuck with me, though. <laughs> um, Another thing, too, I was thinking is. uh, Samantha, fuck with me, though. What if Rosa Parks? <laughs> what if Rosa Parks would have gotten on a bus that just had some cool ass white people on it? It would have fucked up everything. Like you know, like for all we know, you know, her plan was to have this. You know, she didn't just sit on a random bus. She planned this to have this this boycott start and all this stuff. She wanted to, you know, other people were supposed to do it. They chickened out. 
but like what if she got on that bus and instead of the like racist bus drivers and people being like i say sit in the back nigger we're gonna fucking what if they just would have been like oh you can sit there that's fine but now i don't know which version of the story you heard. okay what version did you but hear? the version i heard is that they actually did let her sit down and nobody was bothering her and one of the white dudes walked by mm-hmm. stepped on her shoe Left a little scuff more. Fucked up a Jordan. She I, went. I've heard this first. All the way off. Like, all the way yeah. strap off. The bus driver threatened her with an uppercut. And yep. she turned into the angry ah! black woman. Yeah. And once she turned into the angry black woman, that's when it was like, oh, let me get the cops. That, is, was, the, that is the version I heard before. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm just trying to sit down. I'm tired. Yeah. These white people on here bothering me. Stepping on my, on my shoes. Jays. You fucking up a nigga Jays. You know how we feel about and that. Once, yeah. And once she, now when she went she, back to the NAACP. She had brand new nursing shoes on. You know, they all white and pretty. And they, mm-hmm. she said they stepped on my shoes. It was like a scene to do the right thing. Everybody yeah. crowded around. Martin Luther King was like, oh, fuck no, it's on. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Well, the other version that I heard was What's that. the other um, version, baby? You know, she said, in the, anyway, the real version that happened. But <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what if she would have got on there and everybody would have just not had an issue with anything? Like, like, what if the white people had got wind of the plan? <laughs> and just, and and just knew, keep, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, to keep people from boycotting it. Just like, no, you can sit there. <laughs> Go ahead. It's like, uh. But um, y'all ain't gonna be mad, man. Don't y'all want to like pull over and call some authorities or something? Have them drag me out. Get 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 the newspaper here. Get some pictures. No, no, that's cool. You can. You good? You good? Right, no shit. Who cares, man? Hey, it's just all seats to me, right? Hey, all all I make is five fifty an hour. Anyway, sit where you want to, lady. I don't give a fuck. It's like no, yeah, because no. they are on the bus too. It's not like they out here balling the car, right? Like I feel <laughs> like I feel like they should make a TV show about a white man. With a time machine that goes back, like maybe he's from the Tea Party. He goes back to ensure that America turns out fucked up the way that he wants. You know, so like all the pivotal moments that shaped history and got people rights and shit in America, he can go back and change them. So it's like he stopped. He'd be like, no, no, no. Don't shoot Martin Luther King. That's that. That doesn't go good for us. Just uh, just just. Just, just, just expose him. Just clip the wing. Clip the wing. Just bring up his children. Yeah, shoot Jesse Jackson. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. He's much less important. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder what would happen, man. Uh-uh. Like, I wonder what would happen <laughs> if, they, if they could just go back and be like, uh, you know what? I know what you guys are thinking. That it's Mississippi. And we got to get the hoses and dogs out. But you see that camera right there? That's going to broadcast this shit to the entire world. Yep. Everybody's going to realize how fucked up we are. And then the president's going to have to start instituting things to get rid of racism. So today, while the cameras are here, we let the white, we let the black people in like it's no problem. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to hit it. like, well, fuck those niggers. Listen. Listen. Those niggers become president. Of the United States of these here Americans. He Don't you speak up. no blasphemy. He got to pull out proof like a picture or something. Right. It's like. From you, the future. You you're a goddamn lie. You you're seen a, this fine ass first lady? Right. Here's a picture from a newspaper. They barely have them. You know how long it took for me to search for these? Here's a picture from the New York Post in 2012 at the second inauguration of a black president. What you mean second? This I is mean, from New times? York City. Right. New York City. New <laughs> York City. He's right. The date on there in this futuristic paper says 2013. See that fine ass first lady? Right. Look at all that ass. See first that? lady ain't supposed to have all that ass. 
Look at her standing up proper light. <laughs> Good posture. Now Can't have that. Look at you the bangs. Either, you can either let these niggas integrate this school with no problem or be looking at a black president in 40 years. It won't take long. And what the hell do you care anywhere, Leroy, Leroy Ball? <laughs> right. You know they don't like to read. You bust them across town. Put them on an hour-long bus ride. I guarantee you them niggas will start coming. Now, don't worry. I have a plan. We're going to start our own program channel. We're going to start it slowly. We're going to pretend that it's about music. But eventually, (laughs) we'll switch all the programming from VH1 to being about black people not being worth a goddamn. Now, it's a slow plan, but trust me, it'll work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We'll have our own schools. They'll be called Catholic Schools will celebrate all the Jewish holidays. It could be like racist quantum leap. He just, <laughs> just keep hopping back to great pivotal moments in racism and, and fucking it up. It's like, it's you know what? Messing people all up. Let those niggers eat at the counter at Woolworths. It's no problem. So let them come in yeah. through the front. You, Trust me, you, you don't want to do this. Let them have some of that whites only pie. <laughs> Matter of fact, make you some nigger only pie to go in your white store. If we do it now, it'll save a, a stitch in time saves nine. Trust me. Put lots of sugar in it. We'll kill them with diabetes. He <laughs> has a natural proclivity. You know what, Queen? Sugar. Let them eat cake. All right. Here's a, here's a last random thought. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, you, you Now you only got six days to break up with her. I keep you telling you. You do y'all. it soon. Uh, but some of y'all don't want to believe me. Guys, don't, don't, don't break up with them. Don't. You got six days to get it, it done, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm not just talking she guys. Bust I'm them talking balloons and bust you upside your head. You better break it. up with her. Anybody, anybody that is with somebody right now. Don't listen to Justin. Justin will get you a black That eye. they do not want to be fucking on the 14th. You might want to break up with them right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. You, you, they're running out of time. You're running out of time, people. Bro, I'm, um, I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. So I was thinking about this, man. On the lo- to, I'm telling you, don't do it. You go to your mom's house. Mm-hmm. You get some shit. Go to your mom. Ain't you staying in the basement anyway? Yeah, probably. But this is the thing. You go to your mom's house. You, you, your parents always have shit that they buy that's never been opened. Always. All parents do. You get that shit. Get you a Open bag, it for yourself and you keep it. Get you a bag. Now, you not only did you save hundreds of dollars on Valentine's Day, <laughs> but you just got your own gift that you stole from your mama. Yeah, but no, you get it. You put it in a bag. You get the little paper that, you know, the little wrinkled up paper you put in the bag and you give it as your Valentine's Day gift. And you good. I'm telling you, trust, it works. Anyway, so I was thinking about it this, works. right? Valentine's Day, uh, mm. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of dudes, especially, Complaining about, ah, oh, pay for dinner and I don't want to do it because you take a girl out, you buy all this new shit, you get all this nice stuff, you take it to a nice dinner, get dressed up nice. At the end of the day, a lot of women, you know, they hold all the cards and they go, eh, I don't feel like giving you any. We just friends anyway. But thank you for taking me out on a nice Valentine's Day. So it's like they get all this benefit of going out and I feel like a sucker. Like Bomani Jones say, I just get dapped up at the end of the night. Now I can't be in the in the in the parking lot changing dap because I feel like a loser because my goal of this date was for us to have sex and then it's the great unspoken rule that so many people are not supposed to be able to say but it's the truth you bought all that expecting some sex and especially on Valentine's Day and you don't even know if it's quality box you don't know you might not even know so what I don't even know if it comes with an appetizer of head so I was thinking about the rental car thing. And I was taking, thinking about Valentine's Day. 
i think valentine's dates should be like rental cars you take a woman's credit card and you put it on hold (laughs) now if everything goes as planned and you get some sex the hold comes off the hold comes off but if it doesn't work out then you subtract half of her half of everything you know and and it's not like you're forcing her to have sex hey if she wants to keep that money that a box charge yeah well you know you put it probably yeah it's a box hold put a hold on the box make sure you hold double yeah, you got a whole double of what the roof crisp will cost. And, uh, you know, you just, it, the cold comes off in a couple of days, no harm, no foul. And if she's mm-hmm. not feeling you, you don't have to feel like a sucker. She just took, put in half on this date. Like she could, you know, y'all both went out, enjoyed each other's company and had a good time. Now I know a lot of women out there are like, hey, <clears throat> I am not accustomed to sleeping with men on the first date. And now I'm saying, it didn't have, first of all, you're a little presumptuous lady. I'm talking about whoever's paying for the date, right? But let's say it's, okay, in this okay, case, okay, let's say it's okay, the man. Okay, yeah. but okay. That, that, but let's, in this, in most cases, it will be the man. Yeah, in, in most, in most cases, it will but be say, the man. Yeah. But, but, but my but, argument but, can, to that is this ha- a special holiday though. So those rules don't technically you know, apply. But no, no, fuck I that. I understand. Fuck that. It and, always but, applies. But, but since we're going to put a hold on the box, can we yeah. have different levels? Can you be like, well, you know, if you, if we're going to have sex, you know, it's a hundred, so I double it two hundred. But if you're only gonna suck my dick, let's do fifty, and then I do, you know. 100. Well, it's, I think it's half of whatever you spend. Like, so is you know, whatever you spend, you put a hold on it for double, right? Okay. So it doesn't matter whatever level you go to, whatever, and it comes completely off if y'all have sex for whoever's paying for the date. It comes all the way off for the other person if y'all do close the deal. Um, the only thing I would say though is. It's fucked up because a lot of women are like, mm-mm, fuck that. I would never do that. I ain't paying for no date with no man. And I was like, well, why is sex from a man not considered any sort of currency in our society? Sex from a woman is some type of sexual currency, but a man cannot be worth sexual currency that is fucked up man and see now you feel the same racism that women feel you see mm-hmm. how it feels to be looked down as less than so mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying man that's what i'm saying well, we got feelings too I, fellas another thing you can do just take your mom out yeah be a mama's boy take your mama out just take your mom out. and if she don't give you any sex take that money off that card <laughs> man fuck that it's valentine's day Yep. You got to get paid or you got to get laid. Mm. I understand. I or the tiger believe in yourself. You can do it. Take your mama well, out if you which want is, to. Which is best to take your um your mistress or side piece out before Valentine's or after Valentine's? Because um, they're not gonna get Valentine's Day. Right. Obviously. Not. So it's after like oh well you know what we missed it. We'll do they know they? Do they know they're the side piece or no? I hope they know. Oh uh, well. They should know. Can. In my in, if they in, know, in my world they know. If they know, then you don't take them out ever. You no, because what's, what's, what's the point? I mean, I mean, if everybody know what's going on, you you need to see the day you know before what? or I, the day real, after the holiday. Well, not jump real, off. A side piece is more like she could be, she could have been. Nah, you know what? Real talk. That's where y'all fucking up anyway. Taking these women out and shit like that. If like if you are a, a jump off, you don't have any rights or you don't get no rules. And that's now personally, I would never fuck with any chick that is not my wife because uh that's a relationship. No matter how you treat I know them, so... whatever rules you think you have, it doesn't work that way. Many a person has gone down in flames because somebody <laughs> decided that they got some rights at some point. Well, um but I was yeah. thinking about extending that privilege to my Twitter, honey, but um well, I guess you've you've kind of enlightened me somewhat. It's like Cameron said, 
uh if you start treating them like shit from day one they can never say but cam you don't treat me like you used to that's all i'm <laughs> but saying I, man. but i like my twitter honey right that's your fault that's not my fault that's she, and she's very entertaining that, stop having jump offs then, easy man. on the eye hey look it's your half if, of everything if only she lived closer it's yeah, your but, it's your half of everything it had nothing to do with me jay i'm not judging her problem yeah, is 100, 140 characters gonna cost you a whole lot of money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turk gonna be using 70 of your characters in every tweet <laughs> it's gonna be like hey man hey rod you trying to go play ball man i'm thinking about going to the hair justin is acting like a little bitch today i'm like whoa what is happening this don't look like this the same person who took the second half of that tweet (laughs) i am a bitch too (laughs) um but yeah man i wake up in the morning like who's your bitch she be like you are i think you should should be able to put some uh think you should be able to put a uh a hold on somebody's card for uh valentine's day i think so two people will behave yeah, no, and also it'll stop all the teasing ass whack dates that people don't really want to go on. Ain't that the truth? They'll think you know? twice about that. It's like if I knew that possibly half of my card, you know, I was gonna get charged for after this date. I was like, like you know what? Uh, you just a possible anyway. I don't want to go out with you tonight. You know, ironically, St. Patrick's Day sex is better than Valentine's Day sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because everybody's drunk. She's passed out. And you can all, do what you want. And it's all white women. So. You want to fuck mm-hmm. her in the ear? Go right ahead, sir. Mm-hmm. She's passed out. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's Valentine's true. Day sex? No. Mm-hmm. She wants you to look at her in her eyes. <laughs> be yeah, nice. At least, at least Valentine's Day sex, you won't be charged a rate. That St. Patrick's sex sounds like you might get charged <laughs> the next yeah. day. Uh, you get you to know, wear green? Hey, man. Yeah, that green jumpsuit. It'll probably be good for the show to say that, uh, you know, former host of uh, the Blackout Tips was... Um, <laughs> Uh, arrested and you know, charged for rape it'd be real uh, salacious it's not rape if you're married uh <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the law so i oh hey. I, I meant it's not rape if you're married but you still fucking like like if i um like if i meet a woman outside and i'm like oh let me rape her i'm married it's not rape That's- can, y'all, can y'all believe people miss justin like this always happens <laughs> like 10 minutes into justin being here i'll be like oh that's why yeah yeah okay and everybody's watch tomorrow. Everybody will be retweeting them and shit. <laughs> like, hey man, when you said that that shit about rape being okay, I was with you. It was like, oh, see, because a lot of people, especially man, listen, a lot of these young guys, mm-hmm. they see they don't know. They want to go out on dates. They want to have fun. Oh, let's go to the movies. Oh, I never been here. You never been here. Let's go here. When you hit about twenty two, twenty three, you're like, man, fuck all this work for the pussy just just give me the pussy oh you're not giving me the pussy i'm about to take the pussy ask kobe mm-hmm. at 22 23 yeah i've never taken the pussy kobe was I'm, trying to take it i'm much older than 23 and i've never had to be in a situation where i had to take any vaginas uh, <laughs> but hey you know do you man if that's what you into that's that's your thing i'm personally i like consent with my sex i it, know uh, it's male the best, or female the best aphrodisiac is uh nope. consent then, uh, yeah i don't want to be fucking nothing don't want to fuck me yeah fuck that um uh fighting and struggling i want to enjoy the sex like, not be i like sweating. to punch him in the face like chris brown it's a light-skinned yeah. thing That's yeah it. it must be i mean i don't mind be. sweating but i want to be enjoying that sweat that's sweat because i'm wrestling your ass <laughs> uh all right man we got some articles foreplay shit. here fuck that <laughs> foreplay that ain't the right kind we got to cover some articles real quick um the first one is kind of a follow-up article um to some shit that we talked about in the last show about this pastor who um uh, apparently uh wrote uh i give god 10 percent. why should i give you 18 yeah. oh that lady yeah well yeah. she apologized uh 
and uh, ended yeah, up uh, doing that. For Newsy, I'm Logan Tittle. Another meal ticket is making headlines, but this time the terrible tip gives a religious reason. One worker at an Applebee's posted a photo of a receipt allegedly signed by a pastor who disagreed with the 18% tip already included, writing, I give God 10%, why do you get 18? Ironically, the personal note might have led the server to actually lose a bit of faith. The waitress who posted the photo responded with, My mistake, sir. I'm sure Jesus will pay for my rent and groceries. Yikes. And to top it off, the waitress who posted the video was reportedly fired from her job. The consumerist explains the waitress, Chelsea, originally posted the picture of the full signature. She started calling me a and name. And the picture began so to spread, so did curiosity over the customer's identity. Chelsea says she received numerous messages asking about the customer, and several news sources picked up the story. Needless to say, word got around to the pastor. Chelsea says the customer who had left the receipt contacted her Applebee's location demanding that everyone be fired, from the servers involved to the managers. And the pastor's side of the story? Well, she told the consumer she left $6 on the table and the restaurant charged her 18% anyway. For Newsy, I'm Logan Tittle. Yes. Do you believe she left that, that $6 on the table? Hell no. No. So I don't need that $6. Because so you're going to lie for the Lord? Come on. And the other thing is, if she wrote on the receipt, then she read the 18% gratuity already added on the fucking receipt. Right. Because they have to put it in print. Right. So why would you object to that percentage? Write that shit on your, t- on a, on, on, a, on your bill and then leave the same amount of money on the table. Like, she's a fucking liar, man. And people are trying to defend on Twitter on some, like, religious shit. Like, well, you know, religious people, uh, she does get a lower 10%. And it's not, you are obligated to nobody. No, she's a fucking cunt. And Don't this, do that. And this is the thing. You guys still with this 10%? Like, th- that was back whenever whenever that came out about 10%. Like, you know, you guys haven't increased the cost of living for Jesus? Right. I Don't mean, do really, that shit. I mean, really, his mansion, you think he can still cover the cost for the mansions in heaven? Yeah. Now that he could cover it back then, the cost of labor and stuff is going I'm just, up in heaven. How do you sit at a table, watch someone sweat their fucking balls off to be your waiter or waitress, and then go, I'm not giving you shit, but the invisible man in the sky, I make sure he get his 10%. I don't know what his overhead is. Let me tell you what you do know. You know exactly what the overhead for that fucking waiter is, I though. So. Like, they actually got a real rent to pay and shit. I don't know what the rent is on heaven right now. But I know what the rent is for normal motherfuckers out here in these streets. And they're not going to be able to make ends meet if you're not tipping them, man. And you know for 18% included already, you know it was a fucking group. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. lit it. See, that's what motherfuckers would do. They'll go out in these churches. And this is why I always hated working on group tables, man. They'll go out in these churches and shit like that on a Sunday. They're after church. They'll have like fucking 25 people come in and eat together. And then you go, okay, how y'all paying for this? Uh, we want to split. And then they think because you split it, they don't got to pay the gratuity no more. Because every, uh, every menu has the, hey, it's a, a 18% gratuity for people that, you know, in these large groups. Personally, if you go in a group that large, you should be tipping more than 18%, to be quite well, honest yes, with you. Yes, you should. It's a lot more fucking work. Um, and she wanted to leave us $6, which meant she probably did pretty good, even for group service, which typically is hard to fucking do. Right. So you're going to get this motherfucker fired and shit. Like, you know what, man? You're a piece of shit, lady. And I don't give a fuck. I hope your church goes under. Um. Anyway. All right. Let's get to some guest the race. Uh, Justin, you ready to play guest the race? I'm always ready to guest right, the race. Man. Don't be trying to cheat. Here we go. This is the first one. The lady. She started calling me a demon, so I said, I'll show you bad, and I picked up a cookie, and I threw it at her. 
Hey, you know, Logan <laughs> Ivey told 13 WMAZ that's what happened right before he was spanked by Dollar General store clerk Amelia Bell. We spanked? Told you this week. That's right. He picked up a cookie. And threw it at her. And threw it at her. I said, I'll show you bad. Thought yeah, but they said turn it up. At first. Turn it up? Yeah, they said they uh, can't hear in the chat room. Give me one second. Let me see what I can do. Hold on. I thought that was a little girl at first. He was like, I threw got the cookie. Uh, this might be too loud, but I'll see what I can do. I thought it was honey boo boo. Because she was charged with aggravated assault, now she faces an additional charge. Is that any Hello, better? Everyone. I'm Frank Malloy. And I'm check. Leah Johnson. Our top story, Riceville Police Chief Paul Sterling says Bell struck 8-year-old Logan Ivy with a belt as many as 26 times. Tonight, Sterling yeah. says that his department will charge Bell not only with aggravated assault, but cruelty to children. No <laughs> charges carry possible prison terms of as many as 20 years. Now, we've called Bell's home twice, and people who have answered the phone there say she has no comment. Today, Austin Lewis talked with the police chief about what he saw on the surveillance video. Austin. Frank, Chief Sterling says what he saw in the second angle of the video made him think the case was more than simple battery. But it comes into the second view on the camera. It shows her taking the child still, spanking the child, and taking him and putting him on the ground and repeatedly striking him with a belt <laughs> approximately 23 to 26 more times. Now, I spoke with eight-year-old Logan Shit. Ivy and his father Jody on Saturday. Logan says he threw a cookie at the clerk and she started to chase him. He told me that he tried to hide behind the counter but couldn't. I felt like I had five needles sticking in me then. It really hurt. I was screaming, Mama. It, it wasn't in just like one area, maybe the, the back end of the child. It's, it's all over the child's body. He's, he's turning on the floor. He's trying to get away from her, and the belt is striking him. From his back down. Nobody got a right to spank my child, or nobody else's child, especially with a belt. I don't even spank my younger with a belt myself. Tough guy now. No, I don't think it's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, your little, your little kid running around fucking Dollar General acting goddamn fool. <laughs> but but now that you on this camera, is uh, don't nobody touch my child. Uh, not even me, because yeah. I'm a bad parent. Yep. That's why I wasn't child there. running around throwing cookies at people, and you are you yeah. okay with that? But you cool with that part though. Chief Sterling says he spoke to Bell briefly on Thursday, and she told him that she made a comment to Logan Ivy and his mother that he was a demon. He also says Bell told him that Logan threw a cookie at her. But Sterling says he does not know what happened to cause the situation to escalate. So, wait a minute. He threw a cookie at the... Let me tell you what caused yeah. it to escalate. Uh, when I'm making 725. <laughs> An hour. And your little motherfucker's going around fucking up the store. Okay. Yeah, I got the clean up. And you were, yeah, you refuse to discipline them because somehow you think the world fucking owes you and, uh, you can go fuck up my Dollar General because I'm not a real person anyway. Um, and then I say, hey man, your little kid being bad and you probably look at me with the blank stare like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, you know, instead of, you know, being a parent or having discipline. And then I go, uh, yeah, yeah, he's acting like a demon. And all of a sudden, um, he throws some shit at me for my 725 an hour. I'll lose the 725 an hour and kick your child's ass. Yep. That's what happened. I ain't saying it's right, but that's what caused it to escalate. Mm -hmm. The second you throw something at somebody, all bets go off the window, man. And especially when she said something to the parent. Right. And the was like, and yeah, and especially if it's a child and she look like, motherfucker, I know you did not throw a goddamn cookie I at me. I bet you yeah. he was laughing and pointing and shit. There's a lot of people who think that they are sane right now and they're rational and they're judging everybody and shit. Yeah. Oh, what is this? They rational up until yeah. they get spit it's on. It's in my face. So they don't know. Keep starting. Like keep starting. Yes. Yeah.
Kelly Baker's family is making the best out of a bad situation. A bad situation created by WDJQ yes. disc jockey. I just like that. Uh, oh, who mocked? I just like that that shit started. I'm like, goddamn stories. Anyway, but um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, everybody thinks they're rational and shit until somebody throws a fucking cookie at you and hits you upside your head. Ain't that the at, truth? At work, like it's just. Like I'm, I'm not trying to say it's right. Me you neither. never want this shit to happen. No. Just like I said the same thing with the bus driver that uppercut that lady. I'm not saying I don't understand. It's just sad. Everybody gonna lose a job. Everybody's gonna get sued. And this shit is sad too. Like you lost your fucking job because you couldn't control yourself when this kid did something like that. But it's also sad that this kid was undisciplined enough and the parent was less of a parent. Yes. To let the shit happen. So if they just sat there and called the cops on your child and had your child arrested for throwing a fucking yeah, cookie. Yeah, then right. Six year old gets arrested at Dollar right. General. Yeah, she should file a counter suit. I yeah. would. Uh, I feel like everybody should have an army of little kids, women, uh, anybody that's of special needs on hand to fight the battles for them so that you never get in trouble. Like, I would like, I'd take pictures and shit, snap pictures of myself, and oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Since you don't want to discipline your child, you, you pay for my damn I just feel like I should be able to call anyone on the phone at any time and let them handle a fight that I'm not supposed to be in. It's like, oh, a gay dude is trying to fight me. Wait a minute. I know a gay dude I can call to fight for me because... You know, if I get beat up, it might be a hate crime, and then the news is going to paint it as me hating gay people, even though that's not what happened. Yeah. And uh, now I don't have to worry about that because I called my gay friend, Dalla Gay, and they showed up and fought ah, my fight for me. 1-800-DALLA-GAY. Yeah. This, and whatever whatever group it is, like a little kid, hey, 1-800-BE-THE-KID'S-ASS. Like, come on and show up and whoop this little <laughs> motherfucker's ass because I don't want to go to jail. I'll pay the fee. I don't know what the motive is behind it. Uh but uh, the motive is to whoop his ass. I know if it was my Solved. child and is acting up in a store, no store clerk has the right to do what was done in, in this instance here. Mm, yeah. Agreed. She should have counseled they sale and kicked him out the store. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I agree with everyone is right that is saying she shouldn't have did it. They're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to say that shit at your job while cookies are all on the ground stationary. Ain't <laughs> that the truth? Or being eaten. Yeah, I'm trying to picture a cop if I threw a fucking cookie at his head during that press conference, if he would handle it well. <laughs> Home on Saturday, and a man saying he was her husband said she declined to comment. And today I called a woman, I called her, and a woman said she was a relative of Bell's and said the same. Frank? Thanks very much. We also got in touch with corporate officers for Dollar General who sent us this statement. Dollar General strives to provide a safe and welcoming place for our customers to shop. We are investigating the alleged incident at our store in Wrightsville to determine Fucking what happened. Fucking cookie toss and free We have all the facts before deciding the appropriate course of action. Oh, yeah, she can our response will be in line with our fight. All right, so yeah, guess the no race. Cameras. What, Karen? They ain't got no cameras. They do have cameras. Well, first of all, the corporate office is like, who did what? Where? Like, nigga, please. Like, just, they, did they meet their quota this week? Yeah, I feel like Dollar General's payout is also a dollar. <laughs> oh, it was uh, two cookies. Here's two dollars. Yeah. Um. But uh, guess the race, everybody, of the kid that threw the fucking cookie. Is this too easy? Is that right, Justin? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. I would go with uh Casper the Friendly Ghost. All but right. I was thinking about the clerk as uh, a woman who buys her hair in packs. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't have a picture of the clerk, so gotta go with just the kid. Uh, let me check the chat room. One who bays and cheese whiz. The lady from, nope, it wasn't a lady, it was a little kid. Spear chucking jungle hair, uh, drink of, drinker of liquid cheese from a baby bottle. 
Uh, the good son, Elliot from ET. <laughs> nice, the good son. <laughs> Elliot from ET is good. Wonder Bread sandwich. <laughs> Where's my cheese lotion? I need to jack off to this dog on horse porn white. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Future president of the Cheese Eaters of America. Uh, uh, oh, that little kid white. One who doesn't die if they multiply. Baby cheddar, aka soft cheese, powdered milk, Goonies white, a Mandingo fight better. Correct answer is white. It was a white kid. Uh, here's another article. Um, this is just fucked up. Uh, and, and but you know, it's kind of like uh, one of the hazards of the job of trying to be funny on the air. Uh, and this dude just fucked up. But this DJ Mo uh, from WDQ DJQ got fired from his job the other day. So let's uh, hear why. Oh Mo. Okay, where's my sound? Oh, oh, might have turned the volume down by accident. And when this shit was automatically starting, they had no problem playing all loud and shit, doing all this sound and shit. But uh, apparently now it was actually surprised up. by all the attention. Yes, really shocked in my face a little more. And you like all the attention? Yes. Kelly Baker's family is making the best out of a bad situation. A bad situation created by WDJQ disc jockey Mo, who mocked Kelly when she accidentally called the station trying to reach her friend Kelly Ann Burkhardt. She tries to get off the phone, but he keeps the cruel gag going. All right, no mind. All right. I'll see you later, okay? Say, say it real right. slowly. No mind, no mind. No, say it real slowly. I'm going to try to figure this out. It's a little game. Okay. A statement from the station's attorneys basically recites platitudes, like the Mo Show would like to take this opportunity to reaffirm its supportive efforts to raise awareness regarding the challenges faced by people with developmental disabilities. Okay, then why then is this how Mo's supposed support Sounded on the air when a listener challenged him. Okay, well, listen, I just, I didn't know what the hell she was saying, so. And then, of course, yeah, I'm I... sitting there goofing on it, and I'm just waiting for it. I already got a stupid text message here, you know. Uh, uh, Mo, she sounds like she's mentally retarded. Take it easy on her. It's like, you know. No. Whatever. No. Kelly is smiling through the whole matter, even though hurt. What angers your family is that this has happened before. A Mike the Mongoloid contest from 2006, where callers tried to figure out what a disabled person was saying. The station has a history of doing this before. Wow. Somebody's got to speak up and speak out against this bullying and make them accountable for what they've done. The family doesn't want Mo fired because in their eyes, he'd just be replaced with a similar character. An improvement in the station's on-air character is really what they want. So, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to make fun of a good disabled person? I mean, mm-hmm. best jokes. So, yeah. Um, that is so fucked up and i feel like it happens because people are trying so hard to be funny yep like they'll just do anything like the morning a joke yeah that morning zoo bullshit is just like yeah it's uh, cool until i gotta make until we get sued yeah and the thing is at a radio station it has to go through a couple of people for you to get on the air yes it does it's like if you dial the wrong number or want to dial your friend at the station it's not like they just transfer you live onto the air at the the fucking uh you know uh it's a screener it's a a lot of shit you gotta go through yeah so isn't that crazy that uh he was just like "I'm i'm gonna roll with this let's go live on the air and talk up and pick up this woman's disability it's just like, and, I don't know what they thought was going to be funny about and, and it. And I seen somebody in the chat was saying that Howard Stern do it, but the thing about it is... Howard that, Stern does this to people? Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
He picks he, on people with developmental on, disorders. He, he fuck with everybody. He's on satellite. Yeah, he has. Um, a, they have this running gag where like this crazy woman calls in and he sits on there and talks with her. Oh, that's a little bit different. But saying like someone has a speech impediment or Down syndrome. I'm going to make sure they're on the air so I can make jokes picking at them and imitate what they're saying or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. That seems, I, I don't listen to Howard Stern like that, so maybe y'all are right, but damn, that seems like a long way to go for a fucking laugh. It's like, isn't that funny that time we picked, like, nobody goes, remember that prank call with, with the girl with Down syndrome? That was hilarious. Like, no one's ever said that in it. It's like, wow. And then you wonder why you get fired. On Howard Stern. He said whatever the fuck he want to say on that satellite radio. And they pay oh, I'm not. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying I, it's hard to believe that uh, he's like, let's get someone with Down syndrome on the air so I can imitate their voice. I mean, maybe he is, and I'm just unaware of it, but it's just hard for me to believe. No, nah, they do. Because you got to think about all the people that don't necessarily know someone with that type of disability directly. Mm. Who? Oh, yeah, you're right. I remember Beetlejuice, that dude. He got famous on from Howard Stern, yeah, but he would bring him on. But that, that, I thought that was a little bit different than a, someone with the wrong number. But I don't know, man. I, I think there's a line that I wouldn't cross, but I get it. You know, I get why they do it is to push the envelope to see if they can find something funny. You know, it's just if you do that, you gotta. It better be funny to somebody, dude. Because like, and it's funny to a lot of just, people. Just just having somebody there to be like. You have Down syndromes and I don't, blah, blah, blah. Like, that shit is hard to turn into some funny shit. To me, too. Oh, live on the air, unplanned, too. Like, I don't know. I think the Beetlejuice shit, you could kind of, like, work around it. But I don't know. That's insane, man. Um, uh, Another thing um, that I, I've been hearing, but apparently uh, it's a rumor, and uh, she's denying it. But Kristen Cavallari, uh, Jay Cutler's um, fiancé. Mm-hmm. Is denying reports that Jay Cutler proposed through a text message and sent the ring through the mail. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! <laughs> Happy Valentine's That's Day. That's actually. Ah. I mean, if he's out of town, but it's on his mind, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, Happy Valentine's Day. He couldn't have a jury delivered or something. I I I just like that text message and for sending the ring in the mail. I, I, I wish I'd have thought of that. I hope he had insurance on it. I'm sure he did. I wish I'd have thought it because I could have, like, I like I think I missed going to the gym that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, could have yeah. been at the quit balling. Definitely want to make it efficient as possible, man. No need to declare your love uh, with any type <laughs> and of I'm, effort. And I'm telling you one thing. If my love is worth a text message, I'm sorry, nigga, fuck you. I mean, well, it's the way we communicate these could've days. Could have at least DM'd her a tweet. You know, that's all. Uh, keep it special. It's just like sexting. Send, I mean, send a dick pic along with it with the ring on your dick. Well, I mean, you know? I mean, if that's the case, we're going to fuck by text message, too. I mean, that's how much you love me, so sending texts. No, yeah. that's, why, that's why I have a mistress. It's, it's the point of having a mistress. And a Twitter, honey. Mm-hmm. Hey, music lover. How you That's doing, terrible, boo? man. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these people nowadays. It's crazy. A Middletown woman is facing some serious charges after police say she brought a handgun into a Chuck E. Cheese's restaurant, pulled it out, and put a bullet in the chamber. Officers <gasps> say the woman got into an argument with another mother there. Channel 3 Eyewitness News reporter Len Vestop is live in Newington right now. Lenny D. selling beer at Chuck E. Cheese. Well, this happened around 8 o'clock last (laughs) night at this Chuck E. Cheese on the Berlin Turnpike here in Newington. The good news, no one was hurt, but it's got a lot of people shaking their heads today. 
A Chuck E. Cheese, a restaurant geared toward little kids, became the scene of quite a grown-up conflict last night. Newington police arrested 30-year-old Tawana Bourne of Middletown after they say <laughs> she pulled out a handgun and chambered around when she got in an argument with another mom who was there with her kid. The way parents are nowadays, it seems like, you know, they want to defend their kids and, you know, do anything that's, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. Things are getting out of hand out here. Bourne would not come to the door of her Middletown home to discuss what happened. Police say they do not know what the argument was about and do not believe the two women knew each other. Officers say Bourne brandished the gun only briefly and the women returned to their seats in the restaurant. That's a step up, yeah, from just having a, 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 a handgun in your possession, um, obviously taking it out and, and, and chambering around. You know, there's nonverbal intent with that. So that's a, I'm assuming that's how the victim took it. And that's how we took it. Victim? The Chuck E. Cheese chain said it promotes an environment where a kid can be a kid with inconspicuous surveillance cameras and security guards. Plus, as long as he knows how to duck. <laughs> Run. Prohibiting bringing weapons inside. That said, the chain adds, we will continue to evaluate the security of each location in the coming hours, days, and weeks, and will react swiftly should we feel more stringent measures become necessary. And it may be because last night's gun incident has shaken the confidence of this grandfather whose kids go to Chuck E. Cheese often. It is terrible to, to one person come to the places where it is not a kid with a gun. It's terrible. <laughs> Just now, terrible. They can talk like a Star Wars character, man. It's actually, it was heavy as shit. <laughs> I don't even understand what this is. It's terrible. A lot of, lot of kids. Younglings. They got the lightsabers. Police say that Bourne did have this handgun legally. They confiscated the gun and her gun permit. And it's going to be up to a judge whether she gets it back. We're live with the Mobile Newsroom in Newington. Len Best off Channel 3 Eyewitness News. They said she was 21, though. I mean. She's 30. Oh, 30. Yeah. Listen. But why? But if they're not charging her with anything, why does the judge have to have permission to give it back? Well, guess the race of Tawana Brown. And the the problem I have with this, they lie. Chuck E. Cheese talking about a place where a kid could be a kid, but the alcohol is for the adults, so the adults don't have to think about the kids. Kids can't afford Chuck E. Cheese. Like, how can they be a kid? Plus, uh, also, there's a lot of ratchet. There's a lot of ratchet ass crimes happening in fucking Chuck E. Cheese. It is. I wouldn't take my kid there. Uh, Justin, guess the race. Oh, Madea. Medea, all right, let's check yep. the chat room, see what they believe her race is. Pulling them, on, pulling them guns out. Roots Black, Snoop from The Wire, one who enjoys raw oyster with crackers, the baby mama of Kunta Kente, the loser of the brown paper bag test, white lady who was mad ah. that the other lady took her Parmesan cheese, beef don't stop hood booger, Atlanta Tay's soul sister, alcohol so you can stand the kids and not choke them, Okay, that's not a race. Cracker, <laughs> a red lobster aficionado, moon cricket Tisha, hood wolf, and ah. local president of the NRA wives. Correct answer is black. Yo. It was a black woman. But she settled that whole argument without even talking. I like the nonverbal. Yeah, it was It was like the other women, they just went back to their seats, sat down. I bet M- you their asses did. Maybe she was on a schedule. You know, she has to keep it lubricated, one in the chamber. Back to the guest race ah. is uh, the next article. Uh, play. Or oh, take your time, you know. Hey, so right with your iPhone. Oh, no mind. Escalating feud between neighbors ended today with gunfire and the death. What's wrong with this article? 
Might need to. Let me try yeah, refreshing it because I don't know why the sound is like. Squall is doing it with your iPhone. Do you have to have uh, iPhones? Don't get Adobe. Nah, they don't. They right. don't flash at all. Hmm. Which causes most computers to crash anyway. Yup. Now, an escalating feud between neighbors ended today with gunfire and the death of a mother of five and her boyfriend. Police say a man at a condominium complex on Abrams in Northeast Condom Dallas killed his upstairs minimum. neighbors. CBS 11's Jack Fink is live near the complex. So, Jack, any idea what was behind the feud? Well, Karen, residents here at the Sable Ridge condo complex say they are simply stunned. And what they are telling us is that the suspect argued with the victims over their pit bull and the noise coming from mm. their upstairs unit. They say this has been going on for months now, and they never expected it would come to this. Residents at this All right, that's enough complex. information. You should be able to get it. Uh, really? Guess the race of the two people that got killed uh, by the man who was tired of the pit bull and the dog poop and uh, the noise. That's a tough one. I mean, mm-hmm. black Very people tough. love their dogs, but black people can't afford condominiums. Mm-hmm. But... They did have five children. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's some nigga shit. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I'll just go with black. I'm just gonna right. They got out. shot at 8 a.m. if that helps at all. Oh, they white then. No white. black people are up there early. They, okay, so you go with white. white. Yeah, they white. Just, all right, let's check, check the, the chat check room. Country. Check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, not guessing the race of the shooter. We're guessing the race of people that got shot. Um... Let's see, nigga moment participants, some Latinos, Michael Vick's protege, Negro, one who takes a bubble bath with their dog. That's got to be white. Yep. Calvin Candy's cousin, the side, the white side Aww. of Colin, the white side of Colin Kaepernick, Crescent Moon Crickets. The correct answer is white dog walker, Moon Coon. Correct answer is black. Oh man, black, black couple up there early. In the well, morning. See, I was thinking you would go the other way with that and be like. So they got stabbed at eight in the morning. They got shot at eight in the morning because they w- didn't have no job, so they must be black. No, I figured they was on their way to work. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. out walking the dog, That's getting ready point. for work. But white I, people, And I was going with black up until yeah. you told me the time. Well, it's true. <laughs> white people don't have to be at work till nine normally, so it's yep. a good point. Uh, a chef stabbed his partner to death during a row as he prepared food for a dinner party. Wow. Peter Cumming was jailed for life. Peter Cumming. <laughs> Uh, was jailed for mur- for life for murdering Linda Brown in their home in Glasgow, Southside. The 58-year-old snapped when he heard that Miss Brown, a Glasgow University employee, had already eaten. Now, now, I understand, man. Like, I cook for Karen. Karen cooks for me. And sometimes, you know, when they tell you, like, hey, I already ate. I'm not hungry. You do just want to stab a motherfucker to death, man. I get it, you know. Yep. If you got company coming over, what does that matter? Especially when you know I'm cooking for you. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, Cummings was told he would serve at least 14 years in prison before being able to apply for parole for 14 years after admitting killing his 63-year-old partner by stabbing her four times in the back. The court heard that Miss Brown and Cummings had planned a dinner party and invited two friends, Trevor and Rosemary Clark. When Cummings returned after buying ingredients for the meal, he claimed that Miss Brown told him that she had already eaten, and this made him really angry. <laughs> yeah, I'd at least make her throw it up, you know. I want to see it all. Yeah, po 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 man. Uh, what his name is Peter Cumming. Yeah, he gonna get a lot of coming on his face in that jailhouse. Probably went out in a in a storm too with that buying the groceries and shit. Mm-hmm. 
Like she probably he probably didn't even like her friends that was coming over, but he right. went out and did that shit for her. Sac- he sacrificed Crying, everything. chopping the onions. And this on. bitch gonna microwave a meal mm-hmm. and eat first. Inconsiderate. You know he was probably uh singing that Mary J. Blige not gonna cry and shit. Yep. Ah! Um mm-hmm. Cummings, <laughs> Cummings, who had an alcohol problem, well, you don't say <laughs> who had previously been convicted of domestic abuse of Miss Brown, claimed that they had words and something snapped. Probably her neck. He told police, ah. "I was in behind. I was in behind her in the bedroom, and I had the knife, and I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I don't know. The I was kitchen? out of control. It's just not like me. I'm so in control. I need to keep things in control. <laughs> control like uh, her. Like like keep her mouth in control. Right. I feel like you are control. Control freak. when she eats. The killer said Miss Brown reacted to his anger." By goading him, and that well, see, God damn it! I bet she was eating food in his face. It said he picked up the large not kitchen knife and plunged it into her. He said he stabbed her once while she was standing, and then once again as she lay on the ground. Coming told police that five foot three inch Miss Brown, who weighed eight and a half stones, had not attacked him. <laughs> Dang. Advocate eight and a half stones. I don't know, Karen. Look it up. Advocate Deputy Andrew Miller. <laughs> Prosecutor said that a postmortem examination revealed that she had been stabbed four times in the back. So he was lying about that shit. Yep. I stabbed her twice in the front. What about the four stabs in the back? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what happened though? Maybe she like fell and rolled on some other knives. Nah, that wasn't was my stabbing. <laughs> yeah, those stabs was there when she got home, man. They ain't got shit to do with me. Some, somebody came in after I did that. Cause <laughs> you trying to frame me, nigga. I know I was, y'all stabbed her four times. I mean, I was on the phone with the police, and they did put me on hold for a while. So who knows who came and stabbed her during that time? Miss Brown managed to dial nine 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 around six p.m. Well, that was the problem. She was calling <laughs> Herman Cain's tax plan <laughs> instead of other police. <laughs> Like, nah, 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 Herman can Can I help you? <laughs> yes, I'm in Glasgow. Ooh, Glasgow, Glasgow. Glasgow. Now, now see, Obama, Obama's for Glasgow, right? Is that? No, he's not for? Okay, hold on now. Uh, that's the good one, yeah. Glasgow. <laughs> give me a minute. Fuck with me, though. Just give me a minute. Fuck with me. <laughs> you reached the 999 hotline. Uh, let me save you 9% on your taxes. Um. My partner's threatening me with a knife. When the police officers arrived at the flat in Mannering Road, uh, eight minutes later, they found Miss Brown lying dead on the bedroom floor with a knife embedded in her back. No guess the race on this, and I'll have a picture. But Oh, they definitely white. Some Jeffrey Dahmer. They stand in flats. Black people don't stand in flats. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight and a half stones is about 120 pounds. I knew you'd figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, stones, damn it. Who wears shit in stones? Karen is a genius. An animal semen wielding menace is loose in the United Kingdom. Yeah, Uh-oh. buddy. A strange man approached two teen girls and smelled a white sticky liquid on their clothing in Bury near Banchester last month. Oh. Their account is suspiciously similar to attacks occurring on teen girls in the same area from November 2009 to January 2010. According to the BBC, one 15-year-old victim reported a man sullying her with liquid while a 14-year-old said a man bumped into her and wiped an icky stick, (laughs) icky substance on her while she was with her mother two more girls age 15 and 16 said that a man approached them to ask for the time and when he left one of the girls noticed something dripping from her skirt oh do you have a time it's semen time <laughs> yes it is police believe the gunk used in all the cases was animal semen 
animal semen. I wonder how he's nice. collecting it. That's an even better question. Think he's going out there getting it by hand? Or? Yep. Yeah, he is. He's probably the same people read about to be jacking off the animals. Oh, he sounds like a hands-on type of guy. We are well aware that these incidents are very similar to a series of incidents in Bury three years ago. Detective Chief Inspector Sarah Walwork said, according to the Mirror, uh, we are reviewing the original investigation and keeping an open mind as to the possibility that the same man may be responsible. Wouldn't it be funny if there was like, it was like the following, there was like 10 people doing semen crimes all across the country. <laughs> uh, the it's a copycat semen crime. <laughs> it's the semen bandit striking again. Though the original offender was never caught, police did release CCT uh, footage of the man they believe to be responsible. Victims of the 2009-2010 incidents described the pervert as a white man between ages 25 and 35, always carrying a bag, let me guess, of Pull semen. That. I know, animal semen. A writer for uh, Anorak. Hey, um, hey, baby, do you think he picks in this bag? Hmm, what should I use today? Dog sperm? Horse sperm? Ooh, right. Ooh, I got some coyote sperm. This is special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for a man 25 to 35 carrying yeah, a bag. bag full of sperm. A bag of, of anything, I guess. Um, it's a pretty yeah. loose description. Or sticky hands. A white man with a bag, run! Does he have that glossy look in his eye? Uh, Better run. <laughs> yeah, let's do a. Did your skirt get wet after he leaves? And I'm not talking from you, ladies. Run. If his hands <laughs> are sticky, it's not from eating candy. All right, let's do another guest to race. Um... This one is about uh, a criminal to call 911 on themselves. Uh-oh. Mm. Love when that happens. Ah! A 45-year-old woman is arrested after police found her locked inside of a closed North Bend store. According to North Bend police logs, Darlene Huntley was arrested at 3 a.m. early Tuesday morning after she called police to tell them she was locked inside the Dollar Tree at Pony <laughs> Village Mall long after oh, the store Dollar had closed. Tree. After asking her why she was... You know you got high aspirations when you start robbing <laughs> Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need a whole lot of ones for going to the strip club. In the store that late, police arrested her on theft, burglary, criminal mischief, and criminal trespassing charges. She is also permanently trespassed from Pony Village Mall. All right. So now that, that whole, they charging her for theft when she technically hadn't stolen anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just one of those charges to be like, well, we'll drop this charge if you go ahead and confess. So guess the race then. Oh, definitely uh, black. All right. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, Nick Ju says white. Uh, everybody else seems stumped. Pink nipple having white fish belly, t- suntan and white enthusiast. The lone survivor in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a white woman. Whiter than Rod's teeth. Yeah, they are pretty white. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the correct answer is wait. The color of a Chick Fil A bag. Black, guilty before the trial. Whiter than animal sperm. Bleach white. One who uses cheese in the aphrodisiac. <laughs> the correct answer is white. It was a white woman. Oh, damn it. Police oh. detain Nevada assemblyman sees sword. Uh-oh. Las Vegas police on Friday detained a Nevada assemblyman and confiscated a sword from him during some type of disturbance at his grandmother's house. (laughs) Assemblyman Stephen Brooks, Democrat, was later placed on medical custody for a psychiatric evaluation. This is the second time Brooks had a run-in with police in the past week. The on second? Jan- mm-hmm. On January 19th, he was arrested on suspicion of threatening the life of Assembly Speaker Marilyn Kirkpatrick. 
the police said they found a loaded gun and 41 rounds of ammunition in this car. That's the thing. Take their guns. They go for the swords. We got to keep the sword people off the fucking streets, people. Yep, it's not a game. All right, let's get back to some guest the race, man. Oh, uh, he was definitely Steven Seagal, little cousin. All right, here we go. Ah! A 44-year-old West Palm Beach man is facing charges of a licensed practice of health care causing serious bodily harm after he injected silicone into at least two patients' buttocks at a motel room. (laughs) Nice. You know how you got to get that elective surgery at the uh, Motel 6. I mean, you know, when it's an emergency procedure, you got to just stop at the nearest location. According to the report, Calvin Edward Butler, also known as Tamika Butler. Wait, huh? Huh? According to the report, Calvin Edward Butler, also known as Tamika Butler, performed the injections at El Patio. Also known in conjunction to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Performed the injections at El Patio Motel dating back to June 2012. Not El Patio. You got to know. I'm going to get some uh, some outpatient surgery uh, on my ass. Okay. What, what, what exactly are you getting? I'm going to get my butt cheeks done. Oh, cool. What, what hospital? Uh, El Patio, my t- motel. Yeah, I got El my patio. I got my insurance claim paperwork right here. I'm putting it in the mail. Uh, the first alleged victim, a woman, told detective. I don't know, victim is the right word. Maybe dumbass. <laughs> the first alleged dumbass, a woman, told detectives in, de- in December, assailant, ah! <laughs> that she was she that she received injections from Butler at the motel four times between September and October. Four times. Show me what you're working with. The victim said she would disrobe from the waist down. Not a and big but- ass. The victim said she would disrobe from the waist down, and Butler would use a felt tip pen to mark areas on her buttocks where Butler <gasps> felt she needed fullness. Not even a sharpie, felt tip. Okay. With the victim lying down, Butler would pour out a clear liquid from a Pedialyte bottle. You know how doctors do that. Telling the woman it was sterile silicone, the report said. After pouring the liquid into a plastic cup, he filled syringes with the from the cup, and he used it to inject into the woman's buttocks. Once the injections were complete, Butler would clean any blood or fluid from the skin and use crazy glue on the incisions. Crazy glue. <laughs> you serious? The women were charged. The woman was charged two hundred dollars per injection session. Butler told, first told the woman he received the silicone from a nurse at Florida's Medical Center in Fort Lauderdale. Then he told her he bought it from a woman named Deborah, who was well known for silicone injections in the Miami area. Mm, nice. You know what? You know what? And the thing is this. You right. They stupid. Where do you know where you can go get some shit like this for 200 fucking dollars? At the El Patio Hotel. Motel. That's the I mean, only place. It $200 was is Elmer's glue, though. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, at least it oh, was see, crazy glue. Okay. It was Elmer's crazy no, it was, glue. Yeah, it's that crazy. So, you know, oh, okay. with the K, it wasn't the dollar store, huh? Oh, uh, well, at least they stepped their game up. I guess that was worth the $200. After the woman's last injection procedure, she began to feel painful nodules at the injection sites. After she contacted Butler, Butler told her to take warm baths and massage the nodules and the symptoms would subside. But the woman soon began to suffer from several open and oozing wounds, fevers, and swollen lymph nodes and went to the emergency room at JFK Hospital in Atlantis for treatment. The real hospital. Yeah. The woman was given antibiotics and discharged but was later readmitted with lymphinoditis. I don't know. Lymphoditis? Shit. A swelling of the lymph nodes due to bacterial infection. She still hadn't fully recovered, suffers from chronic pain and a chronic cough, and is now disfigured. 
she also had been breastfeeding when the affection occurred but her baby daughter hasn't suffered any health complications thank god yeah they would have had to sue her if this is alabama and put her in prison for life the second victim a man she had received uh a man said a man the second victim, a man, say he had received weekly injections from Butler <laughs> Damn. between June and October 2012 at the motel. Well, I, well, I guess since it's a she, he, they getting the both. He trying to enlarge his ass, though? The in- like, I guess like, so. Most people would that, go for the... That's what's hot in the Most streets. men go for maybe penis in- enlargement. The injections were administered in the same manner as the woman, though Butler charged only $100 per session, giving a discount price since they were old friends. Oh, nice. that's nice. Butler told the man that he had several strippers as patients who would charge $400 per visit. Good. He getting that money. Ain't he, though? When All the, the cash, too. Shooting him up with pity of light and, and, and putting a sticky glue across it. When the man began, <laughs> I guess we figured out what happened to Lacey Duvall. Low overhead costs. When the man oh, began yeah. developing open sores at the injection sites and contacted Butler, Butler told him to toughen up and gave him oral antibiotics. <laughs> like, I bet you did give him oral antibiotics. How do you trust anything? Like after you get after you had injections, you're like, this shit ain't working. Then she reaches in her Ziploc bag and was like, here, man, take these pills. And toughen up. Don't forget to toughen up. <laughs> and like, toughen up. Like, can you imagine going to your real doctor and they telling you toughen up? <laughs> doctor, I had this chronic coughing. <laughs> hey, hey, man up, motherfucker. Don't be no bitch, all right? <laughs> okay, doctor, I guess. I'm not a bitch. I mean, it's just I'm bleeding whenever I cough. Well, hey, hey, hey. The, I mean, you're a pussy or not? Who hasn't that happened to? I mean, <laughs> really. As the man was, uh, wait, hold on. Tell him to toughen up. Where am I at? When the man began developing open sores, okay, told him to, okay. The sores increased in size and the man was admitted to Palm Beach, oh, Florida. Palm Beach Garden Medical Center in November with a severe infection. Doctors performed surgery on the man's buttocks and found cultures uh, from MRSA and other bacterial infections. That's the flesh eating virus. As oh, the man shit. was recovering at the hospital, Butler paid him an unannounced visit in December, arriving dressed as a woman with a wig and a fur coat and several large pieces of jewelry. Well, she went shopping. When the man asked Butler what he was doing, that Butler responded, "You need to remember who is the bit who the bitch in charge is." Butler said he was angry the man had sought medical attention. Mm-hmm. The incident in this is just the latest in a series of arrests in South Florida for illegal butt injections. Angry because I sought medical. You was trying to fucking kill me. Mm-hmm. Just last month, a Halaya couple was arrested after police said they performed the botched buttocks and heads procedure on a woman. 2011, a Miami Gardens woman, O'Neill Ron Morris, that was, okay, I remember That's the that. most popular one. Was arrested for doing, yeah, okay. So, guess the race of uh, Tamika Butler, or uh, as some people might wow. know. And, uh, I, and I understand, every you know, you won't do some cheap ca- shit, mm-hmm. but come on now. There's some things you're just going to have to get above the Walmart prices. So, guess the race, Justin. Um, Buffy the Body's um, first cousin? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. Like, I wanted to say Latino or something, because they kept hanging out in all these Casa de Casas. But, um, <laughs> and they in Florida. You know, just hand, you know, they want to be thick down there, but I'm going to go with black. Alright, going to the chat. Dr. Joanna Mann. <laughs> one who with the equipment to be a field nigga during the day and a nigger winch by night. <laughs> Ray-Ban's black. Parent of that's why you gay, you better back up, child. Same shade as 
fresh asphalt oh someone who knows all the black strippers in atlanta by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh too many syllables negras uncle, <laughs> uncle remus black the correct answer is black it was yo, black dude yo when he i why is he charging the strippers more that's a tough industry i'm just saying when you look at this motherfucker's face and how lopsided and deformed Whoa. it is and how ugly the face is like how the fuck are you saying I need that person to put <laughs> drugs and, and chemicals inside of me? Sad. That person couldn't give me a glass of water. Right. And a bottle. All right. Another guest race. A University of Idaho student froze to death under a bridge after leaving a fraternity party this weekend. Smart. What, Moscow police found the body of Joseph Wiederick, 18, of Haley, Ohio, under the Paradise Creek Bridge about 4 p.m. Monday. Um, alcohol was involved. Witterick said his roommate attended a party at the Sigma Alpha Epsilon fraternity Saturday night. And Witterick left sometime early Sunday morning. Police believe he became disoriented and entered someone's home just before 3 a.m. Sunday, believing he was at the fraternity, which he was actually about two miles north of. Oh, <laughs> he was GPS. drunk as shit. GPS, man. The fucking GPS. I think he was drunk. It don't matter what kind of SPS he had. <laughs> The resident asked if he was all right, and he said he was going home. And then at 4 a.m., he knocked on the door of a second residence. The person that answered the door later told police Wiederick was in a state of disarray. He asked Wiederick to leave because he felt threatened. A short time later, Wiederick, this is a nice town. People answering their doors at 4 a.m. <laughs> a short time later, Wiederick fell into a shadow creek oh, bed. College campus, got to be. A short time later, Wiederick fell into a shallow creek bed and sustained minor injuries. Duke said he sought shelter under the bridge where he likely died of hypothermia. His roommate called police upon waking up Sunday afternoon, discovering Wiederick hadn't returned to his dorm. Um, police at police are awaiting toxicology resort results to determine Wiederick's level of intoxication and whether any other substances may have contributed to his disorientation. Authorities do not suspect foul play and do not anticipate filing any charges. Guess the race. Uh, first of all, Mm-hmm. That uh, fraternity about to get shut down. Yeah, kicked off campus. Oh but, yeah, um, sounds like a white fraternity. I don't know anything about the Greek. Okay, drunk yeah. AF, drunk as fuck. Okay, that's not a race. A <laughs> cheddar named Chet, one who wears flip flops with his tuxedo t shirt, butt oh. butt chugger. Wait, I did that. Cheddar hunky, smoke gouda. Correct answer is a white man. Surprised we can get any references to roots in that one. Okay. Let me down a little bit, Jack. Uh-huh. It is black history, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me my porn back. Uh-oh. Bristol man takes police to court to get collection return. <laughs> oh, Lord. Nice. A disabled man was likely... was was. Wait, wait, wait. Can we really make fun of this article? Well, I'm not taking on how he talks. <laughs> a disabled man with a liking for yeah. pornography took the police to court to demand they return his huge collection of explicit adult movies. Police arrested Anthony Garrard Wright three times on suspicion of possessing <laughs> indecent images of children seizing six PCs and a laptop. <gasps> Damn, this nigga got six computers? Although 11 illegal pictures were found on four hard drives. They have been downloaded automatically to parts of the computer Mr. Garrard could not have accessed without specialist tools or techniques. Not pressing any charges, officers returned two of the computers but kept the ones containing child pornography. It took Mr. Garrard to court for the forfeiture and destruction of the hard drives. 
Last July, District Judge David Parsons found in the police favors, but Mr. Garrard, 59, appealed in a bid to get his computers containing 888 gigabytes of adult memory, adult Ooh. movies, and thousands, 2.5 gigabytes of adult pornographic images. He his porn, don't he? Yeah. That's a little... <laughs> 2.5 gigs of porn images. Do you know how much fucking... Like, this nigga <laughs> is a hoarder of porn, dog. So he got every naked picture out Ever. there. No, no, man. Like, you he make the up, Google image and say, put them all he, he in my here, computer. He out here catfishing niggas for real. You can make something <laughs> up and he will find it on his computer. <laughs> like, hey, man, give me something of uh, Marge Simpson getting fucked by Kermit the Frog. All right, hold on. I got that. Got you. I got a whole album of that. Which one hit, you want? Let me hit search, ah! me hit search yeah. real quick, Marge. Yeah, you got anything with the Brady Bunch all doing one orgy? Yeah, I got that. Hold you on. got Black Marge and White Marge? Or- <laughs> yeah. Police are not allowed to return hard drives of child pornography on them because they would then be a distributing illegal material. Yo, also, this dude configured his hard drive. A special, like he took it apart and figured out like some secret, like passageway in his hard drive. Who the fuck does that? I just want to know what level of shame do you get past where you decide not only was I shamed the first time when you took it and put my name in the paper, but now I'm going to avenge it by going to the paper again to get my porn back yeah he was like do you know how many hours of jack off time that is <laughs> yeah this is the plot to like taking three like this, this dude put in hours and hours of, of time and training to get all he the pornography like, in the world not lose all this time and he's like you know what now i have sweat equity in my material and in his hand and in my hand and you guys are going to fight me to get back my porn, now I'm the porn avenger. I need my porn back. Ah! They should just give it to him, but it should come up file corrupted or something like that. This man is Jason Porn. The porn legacy. That's <laughs> what I call it. The porn supremacy. <laughs> this man is coming back for his porn. And what's his and name again? Mr. Gerard. Change my Twitter name to that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The, the, Mr. Garrod of Broadfield Road, no, argued that they could de- have the deleted por- child pornography or transfer them to another device and give them the adult images back. Explaining to the post that he wanted, they, that what he wanted, Mr. Garrod said, if they gave me my computers back instead of searching the internet, I could just search my own computers. I wouldn't have the time to search the internet. Now, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I agree with some of the shit he said. I used to have a vast uh, collection of porn on VHS. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, I kept it for years, all through college, when I graduated, you know, even at the VHS wasn't cool. I had DVDs now, then I started going on the internet. I didn't even need them, but I just kept them because those were my porn vids that I grew up with. Classic. And sometimes you want to go back to the classes and take a trip through memory lane. Remember your, old, your young days when you were young, inexperienced, and wise, you know? I mean, before you got wise. So, um, there, I remember that the reason I threw those DVDs, those VHSs away, is because I was able to buy a, a machine that transferred VHS to DVD. I remember that, and as soon as we finished, we took that shit back to the store. Mm-hmm. We returned it. That's right. <laughs> Smart. Eighty hours of VHS. Yeah, we that had shit. that shit running for hours. So right back to Walmart. Wait a minute, we got we got twenty four what what thirty six hours. How yeah. many hours? Give my eighty dollars. Give my eighty dollars back, Walmart. But um, our our but there's you know there's uh, car- caramel videos that I'm just never gonna get back because they were only on VHS and they were short runs and they never made it to the internet. They're not streaming and all that shit. So I identify with this man's quest to reclaim his porn, and I do feel like he's right. 
if he didn't mean to download any child porn and he couldn't have accessed it without some type of special skills and it was only 11 images out of eight and a half gigs of fucking images, pictures and yeah. you know 888 gigs of fucking uh porn i feel like this man is right and they need to give him his porn back and i appreciate him being the porn crusader and uh, I, I'm on this man's side. So I understand what it is to take all that time. Somebody walked in and was like, hey, on one of these uh, VHSs uh, that you press for the DVD, we found a, a picture. We found out later, years later, that this girl was actually 17. And uh, she lied on the paperwork and said she was 18. We're going to have to confiscate all this shit. I'd be like, oh, fuck that. I'll skip that scene. You got to take all my shit. This one. Give me all my shit back. Um, yep. So he says... Um, I paid 40 euros a month subscription to a website. I was downloading films from it day and night. I want to get my money's worth. Well, also, uh, money's worth. Mm-hmm. also, he was one of those suckers that pays for porn. <laughs> You're bad. Uh, he's in his fifties oh, now, fifty sixties. Yeah, he don't, he don't know it. Yeah. Now they must do make money. Cause you see them, they still pop them ass up everywhere. Ass he probably over. called one one eight hundred two one eight hundred numbers. <laughs> Assoverload.com, y'all, and that's one nine hundred numbers, Karen. Oh my bad, one eight hundred. Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm not interested in child porn. I don't think it's fair. They are keeping my computers when I haven't done anything illegal. They cost me a couple of thousand pounds in total. Every time the police took two computers away, I would buy another two. This nigga <laughs> was vigilant. <laughs> Like, yo, man, we, t- we taking these two computers. Yo, he talking about thirsty? <laughs> to the Best Buy, Robin. <laughs> I need two computers. Two of your fastest computers. Yes. One, but two. two. I need time. one for the day and one for the night. I know that there was like, two there was computers. Like, <laughs> there was like, Mr. Robinson, did they take two more? I know Best Buy was like, yes, he's back in here. Yo, two comps. What brand was he, what brand was for he his buying? his two nuts. Up? I like the idea that he was like, he needed two computers so he could jack off at one while the other one kept downloading. Of course. Like that's how serious he was about his shit. He's like, one will be downloading at all times. All I it's like just jack off, then refractory period while you double download from both yeah. and then back to jacking off. His dick has to be raw from all that jacking uh, off from I noticed, all the pictures. I noticed there's not a Mrs. Garage, sir. <laughs> no, Mrs. is his hands. Um, he got carpal tunnel like a motherfucker. You know he do. Mr. Garage, yeah. who is. You can't smack no ass with hands like that. Mr. Garrod, who had been married four times and is estranged from his son, added, the good thing about having a computer is you can switch it off when you finish. You can't switch off a wife. Hey! Hey! This nigga got jokes up top. <laughs> up top. I can't take the batteries and power her ass down. Oh, they're killing me here. They're killing me. He was like, I'd rather be like this than that other dude stabbing my wife over dinner. At the appeal hearing, Judge Julian Lambert, sitting with Magistrate Simon Brooks and Chris Bark, found in favor of the police and dismissed Mr. Garage's appeal. The law states that if it is not practicable to separate offending images when from where they are stored, the items should be forfeited to police. Digital evidence recovery officer Scott Egan's told the court deletion in the computer sense is a very complicated matter. There's no such thing as a permanent deletion on computers, unfortunately, or fortunately, where there is no way of permanently deleting it short of putting it through a shredder. The officer who arrested Mr. Garrard PC, Ben Jeffrey, said the vast proportion of images that were recovered from Mr. Garrard's PC were adult in nature. The pornography that he had searched for was all adult. The 11 child porn images have been downloaded unwittingly, probably. 
The police said due to the amount of legal pornography Mr. Garrard possessed, it could take days to transfer it to an external drive, which would cost up to $100 for a drive. Plus police drive, plus police time. Like, acting like he wouldn't take the day off work and do it himself. I, I know. I think he would pay for the, the, the work. Mm-hmm. Mr. Garrard declined to provide them with a new hard drive. Well, that's his fault. Now, see, I had sympathy for him up until then. <laughs> now, yep. at some point, you got to yeah, get off no. your high horse and get a motherfucker's a thousand gig drive to get your porn back. Yep. True. Well, that's how he could afford so many computers. He said he paid for them out of his disability benefits. <laughs> nice. The 59-year-old was paralyzed after breaking his neck in an accident at home. <laughs> Damn. But he has now recovered well, he enough. He was jacking off. <laughs> Autoerotic asphyxiation. How does he keep getting married? <laughs> but he has now recovered enough Wasting to walk. women time. He has now recovered enough to walk with an aide. After viewing the questionable images, Judge Lambert and the justices ruled that out. On the balance of probabilities, the images were indecent and showed eight girls and three boys under 18. Mr. Garage said he had only had $100 in savings and was ordered to pay $1,533 in costs. Judge Lambert said, we see no way on evidence in front of us that the hard drives can be returned to the appellant with the images deleted so they cannot be recovered. After this case, Mr. Garage said, if they had just been able to delete the images and give me my computers back, it would have saved a lot of court time and money. I'm gutted, but I had my day in court and thought the judge was very fair. Guess the race. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 do you think his wife would be like, well, well, if you love us so much, why don't you marry your porn? Well, I think I will, bitch. Beat it. <laughs> so guess the race, uh, Justin. Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lamb. All right. The chat room says, um, one who graduated Cheddar Cum Lottie from Sandusky State. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's uncle, Cracker, as high as a Columbus cloud, white. Oh, cumulus cloud. Sorry. Read that wrong. Semen complected yuppie. Natty Light White, Chalk Asian. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, Caulk Asian, I guess. Uh, correct answer is white. Man, it was white, man. You told me black. <laughs> it fucked everything up. Yes. <laughs> Only a white man would have the kind of privilege to go get his child porn back, you know? Yep. And filed the paperwork. Give me my Give me my back. God damn it. No, and had no shame. All right. Last, last article. Proud about his poor, too. Last oh, article. Yes, he was. I still don't know how he got these four wives. Like, disabled. Like, this nigga paralyzed. Do, do you think he shipped them off with a computer porn? All right. Here, here's the porn you can take with you, baby, as a parting gift. He paralyzed. And they still, like, you know what? I do. I, I love him for his, for his mind, I his guess. spirit. Last I article. Somebody. After running over his wife in their Crest Hill garage, a man called 911 for help with the accident. When paramedics arrived just in time to see him stomping on the face of the dying woman. <laughs> Whoops, my bad. <laughs> I didn't know y'all was showing up so quick. I thought I had more time. <laughs> the man, Jerry Nichols, 62, appeared in Vaughn Court before Will County Judge Roger Rickman. Uh, Monday afternoon. That's that old man strength stomping on her face, too. Nichols faces two counts of first-degree murder. Prosecutors dropped the charges of domestic battery and reckless homicide. Nichols' wife... Why did they drop those charges? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nichols' wife, Diane Nichols, 55, was taken to the hospital uh, in Joliet, where she was pronounced dead. 
Crest Hill Police Chief Dwayne Wilkerson said detectives had yet to establish a motive for alleged Saturday morning attack. Both Wilkerson and Assistant State Attorney John Connor said Nichols had no known criminal record. Nichols ran his wife over with a four-door Honda. <gasps> when Nichols arrived, uh, I mean, when Nichols called for an ambulance, he said he accidentally hit her with the car. But when the ambulance arrived, there appeared to be nothing accidental about the way Jerry Nichols was going after Diane Nichols. I wonder if she was still alive and he called because he felt some type of sympathy because sometimes your anger gets out of control. Mm-hmm. You do something that you regret. You run over your wife with the four-door Honda or whatever the fuck and you She's go... making car payments on. You, you just start calling the police. Like, you call the police and say, I need help. Uh, and, you know, and then you go over to you go, baby, please, I'm sorry I messed up. We can work through this. I'm, I'm calling you. Yeah, we're going to work through this. And she's like, motherfucker, you should have killed me, you goddamn idiot, because I'm telling everybody about this. Yeah. Ah, stop throwing my face. <laughs> well, I'll be sure you never speak again, bitch. See, I think he really just was in a hurry to get to an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. And wow. by going to prison, you know, you know, you know uh, don't have two or, birds, one stone. Or she made him late to go meet his jump off. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. Um, and he doesn't have to worry about payments on the house anymore, car payments. An emergency personnel approached the scene. The defendant was stomping on the victim's face in the garage. Connor said he asked Judge Rickman to hold Nichols in the county jail on a $5 million bond. Nichols' attorney, Stephen Murphy, pointed out that his client had been a longtime employee of LaGrange Public Works Department before retiring. Murphy also said Nichols is a Vietnam veteran. And has lived his entire life in Illinois and was married to his wife for 12 years before her untimely death Saturday. Well, does it count as an untimely death if you untimed it, you know? <laughs> like, if your ass is the reason that someone dies, you get to be like, but judge, my wife's untimely death at the foot of my boot. You no, know, even though I may have caused the time of the untimely death. Uh, he asked for a hundred thousand dollar bond. The judge said that's not gonna happen and kept it at five million. I know it's so. I think the charges are appropriate and so is the bond with regard to this serious crime. One woman wailed outside the courtroom after the hearing. A man with her said the family did not wish to discuss the case. Guess the race. Um, Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with um Sergeant Bilko. Sergeant He's Bilko. White. white. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they have uh, for the race. The curb-stomping dude from American History X is a senior citizen. Oh, kill a group of people in their culture, then steal it white. A baby-killing cheese eater. One who fucks horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that what race that is. Uh, the correct watermelon and chicken-loving jungle bunny, says Leonard Brothers. I was going to say that sounds like a Leonard Brothers quote. Le- <laughs> Lieutenant Dan... <laughs> correct answer Lieutenant is Dan. correct answer is white that was a white person something jumped up and bit me <laughs> and I was in running. my buttocks okay you know what bonus story because Justin's here last up. one a family disagreement over a big peach soda <laughs> a big who big peach soda oh, okay ended with a Dallas man going to jail Wednesday morning damn According to a police report, 18-year-old Diamond Lindia, a man at 18, still a boy, began arguing about the soda with a 24-year-old woman in an apartment. He followed her into her bedroom and threw a box of chicken at her. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
He grabbed a pillow and hit her with it and then climbed on top of her and punched her in the head several times. Foreplay, dog. The woman responded by smashing a glass jar from her dresser on Lindia's head. A witness told Lindia, was told police that Lindia then went downstairs and grabbed a tire iron and said, I'm going to kill you! And tried to swing the tire iron at the victim. He had also come back downstairs. Uh, who had also come back downstairs. But the report says the witness was able to grab the weapon and prevent Lindia from seriously hurting anyone. Damn. Paramedics treated both suspects, the suspect and the victim at the scene. Lindia was arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Police are treating it as a family violence case. Guess the race of Mr. Diamond Lindia, Lindia uh, Chicken Avenger. It would help to know if this chicken was fried. Mm, they didn't say. That's like, a good they didn't say the chicken. Just a box of chicken. A box of chicken. What what kind of chicken is normally in a box, Justin? I know, but is grilled chicken normally served in a box? No. Baked chicken? You ever had a baked chicken box? See, they got this rotisserie chicken. Is rotisserie chicken come in a box? Is it coming in a box? Seems like a bucket, right? Yep. Mm. But his name is Diamond. Diamond Lindia. Diamond Lindia. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Well, you're getting better and better getting these. Um, hey, man. It. This is what I do, man. Just because it's chicken. I'm not even disrespect black people. Like, it's Black History Month. We winning. We coming up. I'm going to go with Latino. All right. Let me check the chat room. <laughs> go with Latino. <laughs> a nigga named Keith from Dallas. Aww. Blacker than Jews on the corner yelling about Jesus and He-Man outfits. It's Black History Month, y'all. Yep. Yellow. Kizzy Kente. One who is so black his eyes are yellow. Oh. KFC, uh, that's not a race. Kuta Kente, aka Toby, someone who is too broke to try frog legs but wants to because it tastes like chicken. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You want your cornbread, black, Rick James' nephew, box in, chicken in a box, KFC. Correct answer is black. It was a black man, y'all. Just Damn like it. y'all were afraid it would be. Damn it, damn it, damn it. It's Black History Month, right? Well, you can't end the show on a, <laughs> on a black oh, man. On a black man. Uh, uh, hold on, I fried see chicken. Got one more. Eating fried chicken rod on Black History Month. <laughs> uh, you, you went there, okay. All right, let Tell me see if I can really find did. another one. Let me see if I can find another one. Um, Jolly, Randy, Kate, Jolly Rancher candies are tasty, but are they worth a trip to jail? Well, maybe. A Springfield woman oh, was arrested at the fight over candy. Springfield police say Buffy Joe Sample, 41, became upset with her boyfriend when he refused to share his Jolly Rancher candies. <laughs> Best commercial ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ronald Massey said he grabbed, she grabbed him around the neck inside their Springfield apartment Wednesday night. He then said she snatched away his cell phone as he tried to call the police. Massey told police he left the house and made his way to a family member's home to make the call to police. Samples now charged with domestic violence, assault, and dist- distribution of public services. Guess the race of Buffett Joe Sample. Uh, snitches get stitches, so I'm going to go with um, white privilege. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they think. Cauliflower colored cheese suffer, sucker. Aww. Three named meth maker. Sandals in the white. Sandals in the winter white. Precious, precious. I like that one. Someone who's had who has dreams about horse penis. That's Leonard ah! Brothers. That has to be a Leonard. Nah, that's Nightcrawler. Lobster roll white. Joy for my for my name is Earl Cousin White. <laughs> oh, Robin. Sure. The correct answer is 
white it was a white lady Woohoo! so everybody can feel better about themselves and their races today i definitely uh, feel better now you guys passed the test um all right man this has been another episode of the blackout tips i'll see y'all while watching scandal later on tonight episode will be up soon uh justin was here Lamani gandhi was here um so we went from reasonable to ratchet quite fast <laughs> yes we did um of course the, the blackout tips don't forget our sponsors shadow dog productions email them shadow dog dot productions dot g at uh at gmail uh dot com let me make sure that's right i want to verify that before i put some fucked up shit out there in the world uh yeah. Uh, oh wait the copy is actually on the blackoutist.com just check it out on the first page um but yeah make sure you guys uh do that also tbgwt on adamandeed.com saves it really support it helps support the show it saves you a lot of money and uh we appreciate the people that take the time out to do it it's uh actually pretty awesome that you guys uh keep them funding our show man uh and that's a lot of power for you guys yes, so thank is. you um let me see what else is that it all right man blackoutist.com slash about for all the contact info five star reviews on itunes hook it up uh rodimus prime on twitter say that again that is in d-a-t and rhyme over reason and the show twitter is tbg wt that's the hashtag too you can tweet that like us on facebook all that good stuff um i think that's it for now so until saturday i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Thank you, thank you very much for coming out this evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You fuck too kind. Hold your applause. This is your song, not mine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please hold your applause. For I just applied logic. Keys, keys, open doors. Now I'm balcony. Opera, black tux, binocular. Black lux, stop it. I shouldn't be so popular. Name keep popping up. Face keep popping up. On the two, I'm just watching Pacquiao box him up. How would I know HBO would get a shot of us? Sitting so close that we almost got snout on us. Please don't bow in my presence. How am I a legend? I just got 10 number one albums. Maybe now 11. More hits than an hour 11. That is no reason to treat me like I'm somehow from out of heaven Heaven knows that I've made my mistakes That God, what a guy, as I save my grace Who would have thought by making birds migrate For the winter I'll be fly all summer, might I say Thank you, thank you, thank you You're fuck too kind Hold your applause This is your song, not mine Thank you, thank you, thank you You're fuck too kind do me a favor, don't do me no favors. I'll can't do mine. Hokey, baby. We are really high, really high tonight. We tip the waiter a hundred dollars to keep the ice cold, alright? We the last ones to keep the wise guys cold alive. If I can't live by my word, then I'd much rather die. No, no, don't thank me, it's just how my suit is stitched. I'm cut from a different cloth, I'm just who the shoe fits. Put a color for money like a Tom Cruise blitz. If I put eight balls in corners without using pool sticks. Beautiful music when champagne flutes click, eh. Beautiful women sipping through rouge lips, eh. Danger approaches with like, wait, who's this? Let us save you some trouble, son, what size suit you is? This way, after the Ruger shoots through a few clips, you can lay in your casket just as you is. We appreciate the target practices. We'll be sure to send flower baskets, kid. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're fuck too kind. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
thank you. You fuck too kind. Do me a favor, don't do me no favors. I'll handle mine. I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they did it to themselves I was gonna do it with the flow, but they did it with the sales I was gonna 9-11 them, but they didn't need the help And they did a good job, them boys are talented as hell So not only did they brick, they put a building up as well They ran a plane into that building, and when that building fell Ran to the crash site with no mask and in hell Toxins deep inside they lungs until both of them was fell Blew a cloud out like an L into a jar that took a smell Cause they heard the secondhand smoke kills Niggas thought they was ill Found out they was ill And it's like you know exactly how I wanted you to be